Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. tuned into episode 188 of do rags and boat shoes and i got a special guest riding shotgun with me on this episode uh omaha's favorite author got my man brandon here how you doing today sir doing good living good all right good good it's uh it's good to finally have you back on the show it's been what a few years a couple years something like that Five, yeah, it's been not a couple. That's back five. when you back started. Yeah, started. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when I first started. Yeah, downtown location. Yeah, yeah. So we we back in it. We at the crib. All right, uh, recording everything. So um, let people know first off where they can find your book at though. Uh, you can find it um, Amazon.com. It's called Views of the Church from the Liquor Store. You can also see it on uh, BarnesandNoble.com as well. So mainly uh, Amazon.com. Nice, nice, nice. It's just my dog is there sniffing by the door. But um, so let people know uh, we're gonna catch up real quick. What you've been up to during this whole pandemic? Um, really, with the pandemic forced me like really to sit down. Mm-hmm. Aside from going to work and things like that, I was able like to write a lot more. Oh, so nice. I'm working on my new books called Steel to Steel. It's about uh, I uh, basically chronicle five different youth that were incarcerated in the juvenile system and then on their way to either the adult system or their way to redemption and getting out. So I chronicle them and then I touch on a couple other subjects in the book as well where I'll talk about like how white kids navigate through the juvenile system in a, in a predominantly black system and then we also talk about just like little other minor issues that people go through and then also I've been working with some of the youth that uh, matriculate out of the uh, juvenile system so like once they turn 18 and they can't come back mm-hmm. I donate a lot of studio time so if they you know they stand out of trouble they stand out of jail yeah. I'm not hearing about them really doing anything in the city that's like major because you know mm-hmm. they, they keep stuff on on the low and on the lot yeah so if I don't hear about them doing shootings or anything like that they ain't really engaged in like active beef I'll donate mm-hmm. studio time so we've actually been working with a lot of local artists that are under 22. Oh, nice, That's mainly nice. what I've been doing. So we've actually, I helped uh, probably produce about three projects and then just like minor videos and then just minor songs for some of the, uh, you. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. And then how has, have you uh, developed any new skills or anything like that during this whole pandemic with all this time or... Honestly, I mean, granted, it's still minor, mm-hmm. uh, so it's not really at expert level, but it's really been like the audio engineer. Cause I didn't really realize how easy it is to like just to record, to oh, edit, yeah. yep. and just like to master some music. Mm-hmm. And it's just like being able to be in that environment and just like, you know, uh, ear hustling, eye hustling with like other engineers. You, just, you like learn so much just by talking to them mm-hmm. and just like watching what they do. So that's like probably one of the minor skills that I've developed. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And uh, have you been vaccinated? 
of course. Back nice. in uh, March. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, tell me why that you chose. Tell me why did you choose to get vaccinated? Like honestly, I, I was like everybody else. I was skeptical because mm-hmm. I think what it is is like, especially when you talk like to other quote unquote woke black folks. Yeah. Like, their favorite thing is to quote uh, was that Harriet Washington is like medical apartheid. Uh-huh. They I don't know why they love that book, and I don't even know if they read the entire That's book. That's a thick ass book. And I don't believe they read the entire book. Yeah. Because when you get to the very end of the book, uh-huh. she actually tells black people to be in clinical trials yeah. and to take vaccines. Yep, yep. <laughs> when you get to the very end of the book, so I'm thinking a lot of people don't, haven't read the book, but like mm-hmm. one of the like main issues that I, I talked to other epidemiologists, yeah, that were black, uh-huh. you know, and they kind of come for me on my questions and everything. They were able to answer, yeah. show me other actual peer-reviewed articles and research that's been peer-reviewed for years upon years, uh-huh. and then. Also, when I noticed, like, white people was li- were lying about their zip codes to go in black areas to, st- to get vaccines that were meant for us, that's when I knew it was safe. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, yep. white if white people going to lie and take some, I'm taking it too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they because they tried to keep it like a hidden secret or whatever. And it was just like I said many times before about how I had to change my zip code for a high V just for it to pop up. And I had to go way out to a whole different area of town, not even in town, you know, out in Millard different part of the whole different city just to get vaccinated so i knew once uh, i seen that and then how they distributed the vaccines here uh when they started doing like small white towns and they left out you know lancaster county and douglas county which has the highest concentration of non-white folks that's when i was like oh okay yeah, I'm, I'm about to jump on this. Man, they were lying, saying they had a disc to put up at North High School or exactly. even by Charles Drew. And I'm like, man, once Salem, they was putting, they couldn't even put it up at Salem at first. Uh-huh. Like once they were, once uh, I guess the, it was a, you know the outcry and the outrage of black people, like why can't I get a vaccine? Yeah, that's when I knew it was some funny games going on. Right, right, yeah, yeah, it was it was some real funny style stuff. So have you been uh, traveling at all? Uh, yeah. So I've actually been. I've really been concentrated between, like, Texas and really uh, Chicago. So that's been, like, my main uh, destinations for traveling. Okay. And it's just, like, it's just so crazy. Like, at the beginning of the pandemic, being, like, one of, like, maybe 10 people on a plane that holds, like, 100. Mm-hmm. And then, like, actually going to, like, these cities, and it's, like, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. The only thing yeah. you can get is get something to eat, mm-hmm. and that's it. But one thing that was, like, crazy for me is, like, I don't feel like we ever really shut down outside of really really anywhere I'm gonna say that because like even when I was in Houston even though if they served food if it was like quote unquote restaurant you could go there like I was saying but it was like a lot of them places that they serve food is still open because they still like like day party spots and almost like night spots so I'm like I was driving past the address one day yeah when I tell you it's packed outside inside it's like people on top of each other yeah yeah and even I love Turkey Leg Hut, so I'm mm-hmm. not uh, anti-Turkey Leg <laughs> yeah. They had a day party on a Sunday, and it was uh-huh. like, mind you, this was when uh, Texas was supposed to be shut down. Yeah. It had to be like 400 <laughs> people outside. They yeah. got a DJ out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, ain't nobody really shut down. So like, when people like, complain about, we can't do another shutdown, X, Y, Z. Uh-huh. What were you not able to do? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So you say you was down there at Turkey Leg Hut. This was before they made y'all wear three-piece suits or what? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, every time I went, I actually fit dress code. Okay. My okay. thing is, granted, I'm 32 years old. Yeah. It was basically, you can't have your ass out. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> That's all they tell you. <laughs> My thing is, all they did was say, y'all niggas can't have your ass out. Okay, gotcha. You can't have your titties and your ass out. Okay. And right. I don't see where this outrage is coming from. <laughs> I, don't, I know it was hilarious on Twitter when people was just posting those Steve Harvey suits and everything. Like but the only that. thing that got me when I read it was just yeah. like, yeah. this ain't no family restaurant. Y'all serve, y'all serve buka, yeah. frozen Patron. Y'all got a whole DJ outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ain't exactly. never seen a kid in Turkey Land Hut the four or five times I've been in it. Oh, man, that's hilarious, though, man. Oh, man. man. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so while you were traveling, you didn't have to, you know, show your vaccine card or anything like that? Because uh, I actually, so I get a vaccinated with March of this year. So, like, mm. the pandemic hit with 2020. Yeah. So this was, like, before even the vaccine rollout. So gotcha, even when gotcha. I was traveling in 2021, they're not mm. asking. They just have the signs. Mm-hmm. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear. And these are like the past couple, two, three months. You know, yeah. if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you're unvaccinated, we ask that you do wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nobody's asking for a vaccine card. Nobody's asking for a vaccine passport. So I don't know like, where this outrage is coming <laughs> yeah. from. Like, you might probably have to get it going to the hospital later on, but it's like, nobody's asking for a vaccine card. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that, and that's what the main thing I wanted to allude to. It's just so many, so much weirdo shit going on. It's just so much misinformation. And it's nice to actually, you know, speak to somebody who actually... You know, spoke with some epidemiologists about, you know, this whole vaccine and being, you know, uh, informed before you made your decision. So, yeah, so we appreciate that. Um, let's go ahead and move on a little bit. So I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you survived the pandemic, you know, surviving the pandemic and still out here thriving. Uh, man, let's talk about your Lakers, man. What's going on with them, man? What's, what's up with these moves? They got shaking. I mean, it's like the AARP team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but man. I, <laughs> what I'm going to say is they have a lot of good coaches, especially with the assistant coaches. Uh-huh. And it's like they got people that can still play at a high level. Yeah. And that's like really all you need. They got four or five people that can play at a high level. Mm-hmm. And they got with Taylor Horton, Terry, like the, the youngest one yeah, on the, the team. Right? Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> and he's he a veteran right now. Uh-huh. But I think what it is, like what the Lakers is, the West is still go- is great, but it's just like they have enough defense where they can compete. Mm-hmm. I was skeptical when two years ago when they won in the bubbles. I'm like, how can you win without three point shooting now? Yeah. But it's like now, as long as you, you have a consistent defense, you can win uh, scoring 104, 106 points a game. Yeah. And it's like they have a lot. I mean, I ain't going to say lockdown defenders, but they have a lot of great team defenders. Cause you got LeBron on the wing that can play. Mm-hmm. And then, like, now um, with the point guard, they just got Russell Westbrook. You can have him in the playing point, even playing shooting guard off the wing. Yeah. And they're long, too. So, I think yeah. they're probably going to be at – everybody's going to be at least 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, yeah. And the thing with uh, – that I like to see is um, – you know, I like seeing Russ. I like I, I love Russ just because of his attitude towards the game. It's always, you know, it's, it's, it's a love for it. Yeah, it's a love for the game and he just has that, that cold blooded, like that Kobe mentality. So it's nice to see him back home, you know what I'm saying, out in LA. Um do you think uh your Lakers are gonna come out the West? I'm hopeful, but it's just yeah. like 
I can't trust Anthony Davis. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, every game, he has a career end, uh, ending fall. Yeah, he does. And it's yeah. like, that boy get frail. him. <laughs> yeah, that boy frail. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just going to be, it's, it's going to, I think they, they can, they'll make it to at least the Western Conference Finals. Okay. But it's just all about if teams can stay healthy. Because, like, honestly, I feel like if Donovan Mitchell was actually 100% healthy, they could have probably went to the finals. Oh, yeah, that Jazz team was something vicious. Yeah, and he was, how he was playing hurt and he was still, you know, giving teams, you know, hell. Yeah, that, that's going to be something to watch out for. And I was going to ask you, uh, do you think the Suns are going to at least get out, you know, of the West at all? No, I think that was they. That, that was their was time fluke. to win. That was that time. I ain't gonna say it was yeah. a fluke. That was their time to win. That was their time to win. Yeah. And it's just like you, they had everything going for them. Like uh-huh. Golden State was injured. Yeah. The yep. Lakers was injured. Were mm-hmm. injured. Mm-hmm. The Jazz were injured. Yep. <laughs> the Clippers were injured. Yep. So when you really look at like their playoff run, mm-hmm. who did they really beat that was healthy? That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah, it was it was nice seeing uh Devin pull up in them old schools though. That is that that nigga is Mississippi through and through. Pull up in them old school, the Grand National. I was like, oh, this nigga came to play. <laughs> this nigga came to play. Yeah, it, it was dope seeing Booker go on his run. Um, but I, I do you think that that run tarnished Chris Paul's legacy because people always say that he failed to show up, you know, in them big moments. I, I, I think I, I don't think it will because it's like that's always been his legacy. Like you really yeah. can't turn to something that's already been there. Because like yeah. honestly, that Clippers team he had, like, I think when he got injured, uh, I think him and Blake got injured in the same series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they could have, they really could have went to the finals that year. And yeah. I think even with that Houston, like how, that Rockets team probably could have went to the finals. Like you just keep getting injured. Yeah. Every single time, it's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. And I know he was hurt in the, in that final series, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's just like you wasn't beating that Bucks. Like Giannis was not letting you beat him. Yeah, and uh, he just played that old school, just that bully ball. Like he knew that DeAndre Ayton didn't have shit for him, and it was just it was nasty. It was it was nice seeing that being brought back because for the past what seven eight years we've seen you know the long ball with golden state you know dominating and it was nice just to see just something old school just power back you down or you know coming full steam and just you can't do shit about it felt like an oversized pippin was playing yeah yep yep because like granted he ain't really got the jump shot. He got a mm-hmm. knife mid. Yeah. But when he gets to that rim, he's scoring. Yeah, exactly. And there ain't a damn thing you can do about it. Yeah, when he gets that head of steam, when he backs up, you know, like a step within the three-point line and he starts charging at you, it's like, how do I stop this? It's like two steps and he's already at yeah, the Yeah, because you're already moving, so it's already a blocking foul. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you're going to be on a poster. And it's like, uh-huh. you don't want to catch an L. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Them sharp-ass bows. And, yeah, and I think they said from, what, draft – night up until right now or something he he, uh he grew like what's what four to five inches or some shit like that yeah it was something crazy like that from when he got first drafted then when he put all that muscle on i was just like oh can't stop yeah this this guy he's coming to play and then just how he respects the game and his teammates you just you have to love it you have to love it i mean it looks like the NBA's in good hands. I, I think it's going to be a harder trip, though, for them to come out the East, though. They got lucky, too. Yeah, it was they, yeah. This is what I was saying. It was yep, their year. Yep, and they took advantage of that wholeheartedly because it, it, it was almost curtains in that Brooklyn series, though. 
could like Katie was his feet was two inches small. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. It, and like also when you can't like neglect is like Middleton. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. every time they needed a bucket, he yeah, got it. He, he, yeah, he, he threw on that Mamba mentality. He, and, he, he was clutch when, they, like, when they needed that bucket. And like, know? Max Kellerman needs a pod. He called him a Rick Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that's some cold-blooded <laughs> shit, boy. Yeah, that's that's why you can't really take these analysts for it. You know? I don't even take first takes. <laughs> yeah, you can't. <laughs> it's you just shock, but I, right. they just trying to play uh, the lexicon game. It's like, who know the biggest word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just had that playing in the background. And you're like, man, these niggas tripping. You know what I'm saying? Like, he like legit looked straight in the camera and said he's a he's a Rick Fox. Yeah. And I said, that's man, averaging twenty some points a game, exactly. you call him Rick Fox. Exactly. That's that's just disrespectful. That's just fucking disrespectful. Do you, um, but then let's see here. As far as coming out of the East, who do you think is going to be a problem for Milwaukee besides oh, Brooklyn? Besides, yeah. honestly. If they can actually get Ben, I mean, if he, if he Ben Simmons stays and he actually isn't scared to shoot, mm-hmm. because honestly, they should have won that series. It was just he ben. passed up an open dunk for somebody yeah. to lay up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, for what? Yeah, Ben was being a bitch. Like he was. I was just like, what the fuck are you out here doing? But I think uh, with uh, Cal Lowry going down to Miami, I think uh, I think they could give. Um, Milwaukee some problems and with Bam winning a gold medal you know what I'm saying I think oh, yeah. that's gonna he motivated. Know, yeah he motivated got it you know he got you know uh, uh, you know got a battery in his back so I think they'll be okay but um let's talk about uh, Netflix so sticking with it with the NBA so there is a documentary about the malice at the palace uh, and I think it might be up today it might be up today okay. I think I think so but um where were you at do you remember the malice at the palace? Yeah, I actually, I, I remember that. I was yeah. actually at my brother's apartment. It's like an old apartment, like right off 102nd and Maple. Uh-huh. And when I was right in the cut by the fire station. Yeah. I remember I was watching. I was watching. Actually, and it was. I think it was a blowout, actually. Mm-hmm. And they, the game was already over, basically. Yeah, and I think I turned close. it. Yeah. And then, like, I turned back like a minute later, and all you see is, like, like Ron Artest laying down, somebody throw a drink and he just rushed. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember like that infamous punch uh-huh. from Jermaine O'Neal hit that little fat Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> that dude just like dropped on his ass. <laughs> but it was just like I'm thinking they was gonna get maybe a month suspension, two months. Uh-huh. When uh, who the David started time he hit that year? I said they yeah, wasn't Artes, playing. Yeah, Artest. So I got it pulled up here. Artest got hit with seventy three games and he yep. lost about five point two million. Stephen Jackson, because he came out throwing haymakers, he got hit with thirty <laughs> games and yep. lost about close to two million. And then uh, uh, O'Neal, Jermaine O'Neal, initially was uh, 25 games, and they reduced it to 15 games. And then Ben Wallace, he lost six games. And then uh, I think Reggie Miller came off the bench, too. He lost about 60 racks or whatever. But um, I didn't know that uh, they charged a lot of them Detroit fans with uh, misdemeanor assault and battery charges. Yeah, because I'm like, they legit came onto the the floor. Yeah. And uh, what they say now is is that's why um, the refs now kind of de-escalate that's why they have so much touchy Philly fouls now, yeah. because they don't want another malice at the palace to happen again. I'm excited for this uh, documentary just to kind of see what's going on and since Netflix is doing it, because I mean they did an amazing job, you know, with the last dance with that uh, the Bulls final run. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing like Ron Artest's story with this one because I feel like the malice of the Pals really changed him because it went from Ron Artest to Metal World Peace. And I think mm -hmm. he hated that image, even though that was his basketball identity, especially being from, I think he was from Queens. Yep. Like, always being that tough guy, just being like the enforcer on the court. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that. He, that Having that, that quote unquote thug image that they was just like putting on all of them. Yeah. I think that really changed him a lot. Yeah. And I yeah. really want to hear like how that changed him as a man because I think meta means just like peaceful to all or something like that. Yeah, and what you were talking about that thug image, that was also a um, result of Malice at the Palace. They started enforcing, you know, that business casual dress and shit like that. And I'm like, I don't know what it is now. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> be wearing anything now. <laughs> seeing Bleacher Report be given like fit awards I'm like alright who is running Bleacher Report like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like they just like whatever hype beast outfit you got on like, oh, I'm like I, I, just be like Kawhi come in a sweatsuit and go, go to work exactly <laughs> the day he do good play <laughs> yeah 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 the only person I give it to is like Russ you know what I'm saying Russell Westbrook cause he be he be just he just be out there he do I, it for me yeah. <laughs> want the reaction yeah yeah he do it for the reaction I, and I respect that but it's just like Everybody else, I just like, man, what the fuck you got old? Man? Like, I don't know if I'm getting old or what, because I be, uh, me and the homie uh, Julio be sending, uh, like, these, uh, it be these uh, influencers on Instagram with these crazy-ass outfits, and we just be sending them back and forth to each other. And I just, like, I saw one, this nigga had on a pair of Concord 11s, had on some Utah Jazz shorts, and then he had on, like, a flannel, and then, like, a button-up underneath, and I'm like, what the fuck you got on? And it had, the pick had, I think it had, like, 10,000 likes. I'm like, oh, you niggas is crazy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, basketball shorts and a flannel? Like, it's just, and it was like, and it was like, fits for the fall. I'm like, who in they right mind is wearing some shit like that? Like, bigger <laughs> city than you, you see. <laughs> it's just some wild shit, but I think... I don't know. I think I'm just getting old or whatever, but I mean, it's whatever, though. It's whatever. Let's see what else we got up on here. Uh, man, so Twitter got rid of fleets. Did you participate in uh, Fleet Nick at all? That's what Nick was no, calling that shit. <laughs> I left that alone. I saw some of the comments. Yeah. But I'm, my thing is, leave Freak Nick alone. Yeah, let, yeah. Let it have some culturally appropriate nature. Exactly. Because my exactly. thing is, y'all just want an excuse to show some ass. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with it, but don't... <laughs> No, yeah. just be real about the thing. Yeah, I seen a nigga make some t-shirts called uh, Fleet Nick 2021. And I was just like, bro, it ain't that deep. But I'll right. get your brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and cook. But yeah, like if y'all don't know, fleets were just like the little stories at the top on Twitter. And uh, with the Instagram story, yeah, yeah, it was just the little stories at top, and you click on the bubbles. Like, nobody I knew really posted, you know, I on did there one time, and I'm like, nobody yeah. even watches, yeah, these. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I posted something once, and it was just like, all right, nigga, hey, you got like two views, like, all right, chill, <laughs> chill. And I had, you know, I got like 500 followers, and like about 400 of them are real, you know, yeah. I've been hunting like bots and shit. I'm like, hey, fuck all y'all niggas. Yeah, and so, uh, so Twitter was getting rid of fleets and uh, it caused people to just be butt ass naked up on their fleets. <laughs> like, I, I don't, like, my thing is like, what possessed you to do that? You know what I'm saying? It was just but like, I, I think it's like that attention horn. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's like, yeah. like, I was talking to somebody the other day, it's just like, especially like, I would say Twitter especially. Uh-huh. Cause that's like I don't think most people follow people from their hometown on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just all over the place on uh -huh. Twitter. And it's like when you uh -huh. go to your hometown, you are who you are. Yeah. But when you get to Twitter, 
Yeah. You're able to get access to people all over the uh, country. Exactly. And it's like, it's always somebody that likes you. So you uh, get your little uh, fandom and you get your audience. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I can show my ass. I go outside. I'm, I'm in the old market. I'm on, on the deuce or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ain't nobody honking at me. But yeah. I get on this internet, I might get two, three hundred likes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I just was like, like it was just weird. Because I'm just like, I, I could see people like, Posting like selfies and shit, but people was getting like butt ass naked and posting like they sex tapes up there. I was just like, I was like, okay. And then, so I just started clicking everybody blue circle. I was like, oh, they had a blue circle, okay. I'm like, oh, they just showing the whole asshole on here. Like, like it was just amazing to me. And what was funny is it was supposed to delete at midnight. That shit didn't go away till like noon the next day. <laughs> You gotta go to work. You gotta explain yourself to your homework. Exactly. Like, I seen a few people lock their accounts up. I was like, oh, man. But in this age of, like, screenshots and shit, and the fleet don't even tell you somebody screenshotted your shit. So I know, you know, I know some little dirty niggas, you know, that was screen recording that shit. About to send that shit to the JPEG. (laughs) Right. You just got sold for a honey bun. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know, some little dirty niggas got that, you know, got that in the chamber now. You know, like, God. Damn, but yeah, so that that was Fleet Nick. Then that was I don't know. It was just the weirdest <laughs> shit, and because like Twitter is always one of them places where people like whatever they're thinking, you say it out loud on Twitter, and it was just like to see people just to get butt ass naked on there. I was just like, man, you niggas are wild, like. Like, it was just, like, the craziest shit. Niggas was putting their sex tapes up there. Women was showing the whole, you know, starfish. I was just like, damn. Like, like it was just, be- uh, like, it was just the weirdest shit. Like, this is the last day of Fleets, and this is what you want to put up there? Like, she was man. a purge of news. Yeah, yeah, it was just weird. But I just couldn't stop looking. I was just like, man, these niggas nasty. Let me clip this next one. <laughs> and I was just like, man, these folks is just wild though but i seen some nice titties up there though but it was just like i don't know what would possess you because that, that wasn't my first thought i was just like all right let me put some funny videos up here or some shit like my first thought wasn't to put my dick and balls up on you know on twitter you know what i'm saying it was just like oh, no and man. i might read like the uh, you know the timeline yeah, and this is yeah. like, they like requesting people to send news on yeah, like, yeah. i'm like what yeah, it was the weirdest shit. I'm just like, man. But you know what was funny, though? Uh, when people was putting their asshole up on them fleets, nobody was on there arguing. Like, nobody got on that Summer Jam screen. Like, usually, there's always a main character every day on Twitter. Every you know? day. And then that, that fleet nick shit happened. I was just like, oh, these niggas is, like, sexually deprived. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, what I thought. Oh, you said it was no Summer Jam screen. Yeah, yeah, there was nobody so she, up there. So she's done talking about that shit? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I've been, she been talking about it for, like, the past. Three months. Right, right. Oh, what's what's the hashtag? Darius Crooks or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't see nothing. Nobody Uh, was talking about. So we might need to bring it back. (laughs) Right, right, right. And that that was some of the jokes that people was getting off. They was just like, oh, so with those uh, fleets were still being up. I know Twitter was looking at it like, you know, shit. We might well keep them shits up. But uh, put some ass in between. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Let it pop off with some ass. But yeah, like we were saying, nobody was uh. Nobody was the, uh, the the main character on the Summer Jam screen. Yeah, no beef there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex, 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 live life. Right, right, exactly, exactly. But that reminded me of that uh, that Bob Iger interview when he, that nigga be talking about they was going Disney was gonna buy Twitter. He was like, it's just a disgusting place. And I was just like, no, like yeah. I've seen some stuff on there. 
Right, because they be letting some shit fly. You watch that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was one time somebody uh, said, can you open this link and see what it does? Because I guess uh -huh. it kept freezing on their laptop. Yeah. I open it, and I'm seeing, like, <laughs> something come out this moment. It's just, like, feces and all type of stuff. So I'm like, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost did a snitch and just... Right, right. Hey, I started snitching on niggas. I ain't gonna lie. Like, the, like when I go down them, them white supremacist rabbit holes, and them niggas still be having like dead bodies and shit. They be like, they'll be posting like Al Qaeda videos. I'm like, nigga, what is this? 2006, nigga. Be like, as soon as they start posting that, they be talking about like, this is why America needs to be in the Middle East or some shit. Nigga, I'm like, report, tweet, nigga. I be, nigga, I be talking, nigga. I be, I be first 48, niggas, man. Like, they got a whole Big Mac got meal the whole in front cigarette. of me. Yeah, I got a cigarette, a Big Mac, a Coke, nigga, I'm telling, nigga, I'm telling on everybody, I show, that's what I be doing in my free time, though, be, just, just telling on them white supremacists, they be You have me. your durag in the side pony, <laughs> yeah, just telling, yeah, I'm just telling everything, I'm in a wife beater with a Lucy hanging out my lip, about to take a bite of a Big Mac, like, that's him right there, officer, man, that's how I be on Facebook, <laughs> right, right, telling on all you niggas, <laughs> see this shit god damn yeah. speaking of seeing shit man what'd you think of that locks and dips at versus though i was surprised <laughs> you were surprised i'm gonna say i was disappointed at dips them niggas got because all i'm gonna say is y'all got how many artists that that didn't claim dips at jr rider hell rail right jim jones cameron jewels and all the rest of them y'all right. couldn't be three dudes could Three not. and the locks didn't even give you everything. Not they didn't even play wild out. Right, right. That the, the crazy thing. That was like it. the craziest song for uh, me for them. Yeah, with the because I remember seeing when they were it was rumored to happen. I was like, damn, Dipset probably gonna get locks about the paint. You yeah, know I thought that was on body bag. Yeah, yeah, because they just had so much commercial success, and then it just showed that. Them niggas was on stage looking old and, and dusty. Lost. Yeah, man. I was just like, Even when singing. they came out, I'm like, you had Michael Buffer. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I think it was, it, it kind of reminded me of that Jada Kiss and Fabulous uh, versus. Uh-huh. Yep. Like, Fabulous in a perfect world should have won that. I'm like, you got too many commercial hits. Too many. But you tried to go bar for bar with Jada Kiss. And I'm like, that's not yeah, you. Yeah. You a swag rapper from exactly. New York. Exactly. And I was... And then it's like Dipset, y'all not really bar. Y'all don't have bars like that. Right. Cameron right. got the most bars, and you just like a goofy rapper. Yeah, right, right, right. And I mean that's no. And I like Cameron, but it's like you don't have bars like that. Right. And then Jim all. Jones, you like the New York version of Waka. You not a rapper, <laughs> dude. Right. You just you say a couple bars and then right. give a couple ad libs, and that's it. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm surprised Santana didn't really. Pull out, get getting his bag. Yeah, like that, that nigga been moving like a swerve though for the. Like, I mean, he kind of looked like. Yeah, he, he been moving like, though, for the, like, the wild for the, like the longest man. I'm just like, what happened to you, my nigga? Like, like you had a lot of promise. Like you yeah. should have been where Jump, where Jim, where Jimmy was at. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like been, you had the bars, you had the swag, but mm -hmm. you wasn't overly lyrical miracles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but on paper it just looked like. You know, Dipset was gonna get them about the paint, but I tell you what though, 
uh, Styles P got them locks, nigga. He got them niggas looking youthful. They was up on stage bouncing around <laughs> talking shit. See, that's right. all that juice. Exactly. <laughs> that pharmacy for life shit. Yeah, that sea moss, that chlorophyll water. I'm like, he had them niggas right. Like, Jada Kiss was just talking so much shit and still was able to spit, run around, you know, still talking shit. And I was, was just having like, fun with it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like I was telling somebody, it was yeah. like, if you follow the locks, Styles is really the leader of the locks. Right, right. But they don't have an ego. They let everybody uh-huh. shine. Like, Sheik was just like that commercial yeah. relief. I mean, that uh, comedic relief. Yeah. And he yeah. still was giving balls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, it was just amazing because them niggas, like, live, breathe, and eat hip-hop. You right. know what I'm saying? And just, they just showed how you supposed to MC. Like, you supposed to have just the beat playing, and you supposed to know your, your goddamn lyrics. And you the showmanship. Yeah, exactly. My thing is, like, the with call Dipset. and response, yeah. yeah Dipset came out, you got chairs on the floor. Yeah. Jimmy hopping off, you got camera walking around in circles. Exactly. Joel trying to show you his jewelry. Freaky mm-hmm. Ziggy just looking lost. <laughs> exactly. And it was just like, you looked at the lot, it was a cohesive uh, trio. Exactly. It wasn't all the extra people on the stage with a mic that didn't have lyrics to rap. Uh-huh. And because it was crazy, they had they had the police had to tell people to get off the stage. Yeah, exactly. And then did you see when Jim Jones fell off the stage? Yeah, said he dropped his... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, my man, old out here. And they yeah. look old. I'm like, yeah. at least yeah. the locks look they ain't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm like, all these rappers got people, but they got to be in their 40s. Yeah, it's mid-40s, 40. all of them mid-40s. I'm just like, man. But, yeah, that 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 really boosted the stock, I think, of uh, Styles P. Because he, uh, he has the Juices for Life, and he has that pharmacy brand where he... Uh, where they make these supplements and things yeah. like that. And just how energized they were, how youthful they looked, and just they just looked well-rested, hydrated. I was just like, oh, these niggas are like, acting like they just came out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Here's like Dipset, like they yeah. just did a lot. <laughs> Man, them niggas look like they just rolled out of bed, nigga, off of a Henny hangover or some shit. I was like, oh. Man. Yeah, because it was just like, even with the openings, like songs, it was just like, you didn't do Welcome to New York City, or even I would have did Santana's Town. Right, right. Like the, the whole dip set, dip set. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like, they could have really had the playlist was just like all over. Like yeah. they put it on shuffle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they was lip syncing too. Yeah, because like even with more gangster music, I'm like, Jewel, this was like probably your best verse you exactly. ever spit in your life. Exactly. And you couldn't even get them hype off of that. Yeah, not at all. Not and it's like Jada had to call you out for lip syncing. Right, right, right. And it just showed just the the, the pure hip hop form that the locks had. And I hope that uh and I saw uh old boy Dragonfly Jones on Twitter talking about this. He said it's gonna be hard to see like a little Uzi Vert try to do some shit like this in twenty years. You know what I'm saying? It just was No, it just you won't be able to tour off your music. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. like it's gonna change so much. Because yeah. it's like Kind of with that with that 1984 freestyle, he was like, mm-hmm. the only way you're gonna make money is off of touring. And it's yeah. just like, if you, you can, if you can't grow up with your fans, like, mm-hmm. what do you have? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, we just in that era of that microwave music, though. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, people just keep giving us so much music just off top, like, especially these new artists. Like, it's just, it's always funny when we we always have these moments in this particularly hip-hop like it's always like you listening to something and it's just like you know the niggas just keep putting it out so you're like all right i'll listen to it you know it's just like like a little baby or the baby or something like that they just keep 
putting out these songs and then you'll have like a cultural reset like a j cole a drop or a kendrick a drop and you'd be like and you'd be feeling relieved you know what i'm yeah, saying it's like, like you're, it's you're like, like hip-hop is back yeah yeah you'd be like <laughs> oh man okay cool you like cold Jermaine Cole, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like you got people, yeah. man. But you know what was crazy though? Like, now that you say that, it's like mm -hmm. you had people hyping up a Lauryn Hill verse, and I'm like, yeah. it, it was that yeah. bad. Yeah, like it, it was that bad out here. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's just like when Nas dropped King's Disease, because I was just like, oh. Okay, this is a sigh, like it was a sigh of relief, cause it's just like, damn, you only can listen to this this microwave fast food music for so long. Like I'd be on my route having it playing. I'm like, man, I just wish somebody really would drop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, mean, I like some of the kids' music yeah. they got out now, but it's like you said, they drop it so much. Yeah, it's so like, much you can't enjoy. It's it. like two minute songs, uh -huh. and then it's like it come out before you can fully digest it. They got yeah. another project coming out the next month. Exactly, and it's just you're just trying to stay relevant and in front of people's faces. But it's always nice when you just have them the cultural reset drops, like that King's King's Disease too. Like I like like the album, you know, but I was disappointed that Eminem was on that EPMD remix song. I'm just like, bro. Fuck, like, so on the first EPMD, like, Nas is just spitting and he's just, you know, bigging up EPMD and just giving you bars. And then on the second one, he actually got, you know, Eric Sermon and Parrish on there and they going back and forth doing the in and out kind of like Styles and Jaden. I'm like, oh shit, this is fire. And then Nas comes in and kills it. And then here comes Eminem with the bee -dee -bee -dee -bee -dee -dee -bee -dee -bee -dee. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, you had to use this fucking flow. Like, the beat is just, is cold as fuck. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, man, come on. Like, it, it was just disappointing. And you see Eminem on there, and you're like, okay, maybe he ain't gonna be doing this, you know, this, like, rhyming a fucking dictionary. But. I ain't care for Eminem chat. I mean, I'm gonna be real. What was a recovery? I was probably the last one I cared for. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> he was actually spitting. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, it had subject matter. It wasn't yeah. just rhyming words and just making syllable rap. It wasn't syllable rap. Yeah, and that's and that's what he was doing on here. Like he was like, you know, shouting out like DMX and stuff like that, which I can appreciate. But this nigga's flow, he just came on there, and I remember uh, the nigga Merrill from Jesus and Merrill said that uh, Eminem is a rhyming DC skate shoe, and I was just like, <laughs> man, like that's all I thought about listening to the verse. Like he ruined that song, and uh, what was funny is Fifty Cent posted just the clip of Eminem's verse and they was flaming his ass on Twitter for that because <laughs> it was just like Em is back and I was just like no nigga like this ain't it like nobody like the beat is just laid back it's cool it's kind of dark and menacing but it's still a chill ass beat and this nigga come in beady beady dee 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 and I'm just sound like Roland Martin <laughs> yeah I'm just like man I ain't trying to hear this shit bro like I remember I was I was listening to it on Friday driving to work and I got like a 25 minute drive to work since I work out and fucking with Vista I was just like I was just mad, man. Like it, it fucked my day. Like I ain't even gonna, yeah, because like, I, I was listening. I was like, oh shit, this EPMD on this shit with nine. I'm like, okay, cool. And this was right when I was getting on the interstate. Here comes Eminem's verse, and I'm like, man, I was so goddamn mad. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna load this up into this Audacity program, and I took that nigga off of that song, man. I was just so goddamn <laughs> mad. <man. laughs> I was so mad. Like I was fuming the whole day on my route that Friday, man. I like it fucked up my day hearing him rap on that shit and i'm a i'm an eminem fan but it's just like nigga why did you use this rhyme set why did you use this you know this flow like on here it was just like bro like i just wanted to slap the shit out of him man like it, he just ruined a perfectly good song
like it, it really hurt my feelings. Like, <laughs> I was really hurt. I was hurt and I was mad. And then I was disappointed in Nas. And uh, I think who was it Hit Boy who uh, produced that album? Yeah, I think they yeah. And then right. I was just like, why'd y'all let this nigga do it? Like, if he sent that, I would have sent it back and like, nah, man, change your flow up, bro. Like, like be more laid back on it. Like this whole rapid fire. But it's like, what quote unquote legends like that? You yeah. scared to tell me. Yeah, I, I, you know what I would do? I'd do some shit like I would just put it up on like Instagram or something. It wouldn't be on the final album or some <laughs> shit, you know? Like, oh man, it couldn't make the cut, but this M spitting, you know what I'm saying? Should have put like, that as a, like, a little hidden track. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> put, or put that shit up on YouTube or some shit. And people like, where you can I find this? YouTube, nigga. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were talking about call and response uh, with the locks and dip set. Uh, let's talk about Jermaine DeBaby. Like, I was going to do a whole, like, mini pod about this, but um, let's let's talk about it. Like, I, I wanted to get your feedback <laughs> on it, and uh, I have my thoughts, and then we're going to, you know, tie Matt Damon into this, too. It was random. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> but, I, but all I'm going to say is, uh, don't cancel me, but I, the, the last part I laughed about, because my yeah. thing is, what made you get, like, you just had a big-ass performance. Right, 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 right. What, you ain't thank the fans, man, I ain't came for nothing, I ain't beat a murder, right. X, Y, Z. You want to talk about people sucking dick in the parking lot. Yeah. And, like, what did you see on your way to the stage? That, that, and that's what made me think about it. I was just like, was my nigga in the tour bus, and he looked over, and he was like, oh, these niggas sucking dick in the parking lot. And it just stuck with him, you know, it's just like. It, it was like. It was the most random shit. Yeah, because he talked. When he talked about the uh, people with HIV, he was like, "These people for the people that ain't, they ain't got no disease that they gonna die in two to three weeks." I'm like, "The baby, like, yeah, how old like, is you? Like, exactly. you know that you can live like a long life with HIV." Right. It's like, nigga, this is not '94, nigga. Yeah. Like, what the fuck and are you talking about? And then he said, "What he say in the middle?" He said that. Then he said, like, he talked about the AIDS, and mm-hmm. then he, he said, he said like three things. Yeah, but I was just stuck off like sucking dick in the park, and I'm like, and he was like, men sucking dick in the park. I'm like, mm-hmm. did you like see some some like right. homosexual acts? Right. And right. then it was like, I, I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, damn, I'm 32. I remember getting my dick sucked by a chick in the parking exactly. lot. So I'm like, exactly. the mama died. <laughs> right, right. Like, sir, like this is like, like, why are you so offended by somebody getting domed in the parking lot? Like, but you know what's crazy though? Like mm-hmm. this past weekend or whatever, I was in mm-hmm. Chinatown. Yeah. And I saw some people in the park. <laughs> and it was just made me think of the bay. I'm like, I understand why you were upset. Because I'm like, yeah. you just walk and see people just yeah, doing shit in, in. in the middle of the damn day. Right. So I understand the baby. But right. I, I just feel like the outrage. And it's like, I think he would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But it was just like the doubling down. That's when you went to the, like, you went extreme with the gay stuff. Because I yeah. mean, if you had a festival. Exactly. Most likely, a gay person put that together. And I yeah. mean, you just need to be yeah. honest about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you talk about your fans is classy. They get a room, and I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. Your f- I, I I follow some of your fans. They ain't the classiest people. Right. Like my nigga. Like 
I don't know, man. It was just so fucking random and weird. Like, I was like, this is like the weirdest call and response ever. And like, nobody was feeling it. Nigga put, your, was like, put your files up. Yeah. And then uh, what I heard is somebody said who was at the festival, they said that when he was doing that, you know, put your phones up shit, they were saying that he had to tell people like four times to do it because it was so fucking awkward uh, because he brought out Tory Lanez or whatever. And then that's when I was just like, all right, nigga, what, like, what are you doing, like, hanging out with Tory Lanez? Because with the whole Megan thing, I thought he was cool with Megan and, and shit, but I know this awesome old But I think over that, that, that Twitter, so I think he, yeah. his ego got hit when she checked him. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, okay, I'm going to uh, yeah. king you. Yeah, 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 I'm going to double down. And, yeah. But, like, my thing, but, like, the, the issue that I'm having is, like, Man, they kill somebody in the Walmart. Yeah, he fighting in in the yeah. mall. Yeah, yeah. This man and hit up. He like beat a black woman ass. Yeah. Brought Tory Lanez out immediately after Megan yeah. said. Yeah. And I'm like, ain't that a violation of a protection order? You so you try to get a man because exactly. you like dry snitching. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. him talking about sucking dick in the parking lot cancels him. Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. Hall. Yeah. <laughs> this is the hill we gotta die on. Man. And I, I, yeah, it was the weirdest shit just to see so many people. It, it, it was like, it felt like a coordinated attack. Like, soon as that video leaked, it was just like, oh, he's dropped from this. Like, days later, it was like, this festival, this festival, dropped him and shit like that. And I'm just like, nigga, I done heard some worse shit. You know what I'm saying? But, and I'm like, like, just even other rappers in their lyrics. But, yeah. I, but I, like, like, I was telling somebody, it's like, he's gotten so big, he's, a, he's not a rap artist anymore. He's like a call him a rock star or a pop star now mm-hmm. so his fan base is white like majority white but his money comes from white people because yeah. my thing is you can't book him to go to your local black club anymore. no he no. can't do a black menu yeah he can only do arenas or mm-hmm. festivals now right right and it's like these are mo- mostly attended by white folks mm-hmm. so they control your pockets now yeah exactly so like when you say something at that level you get dropped exactly like you got like a boosie he can go hit that chitlin circuit do oh, seven, yeah. make oh, 7500 yeah. for a club every yeah. club he go to yeah he can rack up with probably about 30 shows in like a month or two exactly and his money gonna keep flowing mm-hmm. yours can't because like once they just dr- cut your head off you dead exactly exactly and that's and that's the thing because i think with the black community you know with us, I think it, it it rubbed us the wrong way when he started hanging out with Tori. He was just like, dude, what the fuck's going on? You know what I'm saying? It rubbed us the wrong way, and then he was just like, all right, well, it's whatever. And now, like I said, like you said, he's crossing over, getting that white folk money, doing these festivals and these big, you know, arenas and things like that. And then you go out here and you say that, but it was just so fucking weird. Like that, like I really want to go back to. Like, what possessed you to say some some silly shit like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what fucking possessed you to talk about sucking dick in the parking lot, bro? Like, what did you see at that festival? Like, pulling in? Like, what in the the? It's crazy. And then on the flip side, you just seen how everybody their mama came out and attacked this man. And then you had Matt Damon coming out talking about he was dropping the the, the f bomb. And he didn't know it. Know it was bad. I was just like, nigga, what? Where have you been living, <laughs> like, white man? Like, my thing is, you in Hollywood? Yeah, you, from, you in Hollywood? Yeah. My thing is, your daughter had to go in her room, shut the door, yeah. write you a manifesto. Yeah, exactly. For you to understand. Yeah, I'm just like, white man. What, like, like, and are it's you like, living in a life that's just so 
so now I'm not gonna say privileged, but them rose colored glasses, like how deep red was the tint? You know what I'm well, saying? I think you in Hollywood, you yeah. Not seen, like you ain't never said the word. They just look at you like, yeah, like, this nigga Matt Wilder, like you know what I'm saying? Like sit the fuck down, like but, he just really came out and said it. But and like mind you, it's like you don't really hear anything about it. Yeah, it's like it's not a big, it. it's not a big thing. He's not canceled. Right. It was almost like. Yeah. Uh, he's getting his redemption now. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> he ain't on no apology tour. This nigga ain't on Ellen or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like when Kevin Hart was talking Man. about smashing a dollhouse over his son's head or some shit, this Man. nigga had to go on Ellen and everything. Yeah. Ellen like, Breakfast Club. He yeah. had to, he, he was on a tour every single day. Exactly. And they still didn't let his ass off. Right. And Matt Damon, he about to drop a movie right now where he like a dad and his daughter is like arrested for murder or something over overseas or some shit. And I, and he looked just like him, like a mega crowd guy he got the, the goatee and everything I'm yeah like, and it's just so crazy they can say even something worse yeah or exactly even the same. them checks won't stop no, no, it ain't like granted i know we're in different times like i remember back in like you know like in the sixth grade yeah when uh marshall mathers uh, lp dropped mm-hmm. this motherfucker doubled down so bad yeah. he went to the vmas and like had a hundred of people just <laughs> like him yeah, yeah. Get on the damn stage. right 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 and it's funny though how people were trying to compare, you know, Marshall and uh, the baby and saying that he wasn't catching no backlash. This is like when Glad was first popping off. Glad was like in his ass. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And, he didn't, and it was just like, I mean, they did the whole special on yeah. the TV news. Uh-huh. But he sold more. It seemed yeah. like he sold more. And I, I remember, mm-hmm. like back then I was like, are they, they didn't overreact. I'm listening, I'm like, yeah. he probably had like seven gay references. They made it uh, seem like, like the, the whole, whole album. album. Yeah, Glad came out and got in his ass and then it got so bad that he had to do the Elton John Shit. You know but what I'm you know, it's crazy though. Yeah, I, I remember I was watching that versus with DMX. Yeah, yeah. And he closed like <laughs> with a hood, and I was like, yeah. "They gonna let him do this?" <laughs> yeah, because that was <laughs> yeah. that same verse. Yeah, and I'm like, that's probably <laughs> yeah, it's, it's problematic. It's problematic. Yeah, and I'm like, they let him do that first. Right, right. And I'm like, y'all wouldn't tell X nothing. <laughs> No, nah, they ain't gonna tell X shit a goddamn thing. But I think uh, with this whole the baby situation, I, I, it's just I don't know, man. It's just it's hard for me. It was hard for me to see him go through all that. But at the same time, like oh, fuck that nigga. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of felt like that right. just because of um, the, the whole Tory the Tory Lanez thing. Because I'm just like damn. It, it kind of like, remind me like. How to, even with the Cosby situation, I'm like, yeah. I ain't forgot about Paul K. You on your own. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I see, like, people online, you know, was, you know, <coughs> defending Cosby and stuff. And, you know, I know that he's a proxy and he's, he represents, you know, one big nigga, that one big nigga theory. Yeah. But I was just like, man, fuck this nigga. Oh, I, we remember. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, I, like, you went out here on a circuit in front of, you know, white America, a white America, and you was just justifying us being attacked by police and being killed. Yep. And then, how you gonna use something like pound cake? Like, nigga, how, like, how out of date? Like, even though this was back in the early 2000s, I'm just like... Yeah, like three. I mean, yeah, I'm like, nigga, pound cake? Who's still in pound cake? Like, nigga, like, how <laughs> out of touch with you? Yeah. Coca-Cola. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> nigga, what? Like... Like, you ain't talking about the conditions that black folks are in due to systemic racism or nothing. It's just like, no, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I was fucking dumb with Cosby. But, yeah, it's the same treatment that I have for the baby. It's just like, you know, you should be, you know, you should have, be allowed to grow and change and things like that. But when you align yourself with a little nigga that shot a woman, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm cool.
Yeah, she was running a foot. Yeah, like, 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 like. I, I want to know what happened in that goddamn car between Tori and uh, and Megan to the point where this nigga got to shoot somebody. I was just like, bro, like, like you that scared for your life that you? I mean, he is like shot? five two. I know, but still, <laughs> like, 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 bro, what happened? Like, like, what? what I think, type I think of she, I think, I think, I think she called him a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that nigga hairline or his height or something. Cause he that, got sensitive. That nigga got mad sensitive and pulled the burner. I'm like, I think he pulled like a 22. Yeah, shot her with both feet or one. I think it might have been one. One. Yeah, and I'm just like, nigga, like what, like what possesses you to shoot somebody? Like, and my thing is like, just the people that was defending him. After yeah, I'm like, yeah. Who listens to Tory Lane? Exactly. Who's listening like that? Like that. That was just the weirdest shit. Like it was. Just so weird. And then he did the whole shit with the album that came out. Yeah. And I'm like, the baby, you supporting that? Yeah. And that that was weird. It was just weird as fuck, man. It was. It still. It, it like and, and Tori keep on like alluding to he gonna tell the truth. I'm like, like what, what else you trying to tell? Yeah. Like, like, how do you get to the point where you shooting somebody you on a date with, nigga? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know, man. Like. It has to be you. You only supposed to pull out your gun in a life or death situation, not in a pride situation. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she talked about your hairline or some shit. Like nigga, damn, you about to you pulling the burner out for that, nigga? Like that's just that's some oh, man. Like that's some sensitive ass weirdo shit though. But I don't know. We don't know what happened. But I mean, even if she put hands on that man, you know, just right, put dude. her out the whip. You know what I'm saying? Put her out. Like, like, I know y'all got security. Yeah, exactly. Y'all in the hills and you ain't got security. Right. Or had a driver put her out or something like, hey, get her up out of here. Or I'm leaving. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm not catching no charge. You ain't even from here. Exactly. You got to get the you foreign, you a foreign land, <laughs> land. Like, bro, like, and you out here pulling a burner out and you shot a woman. You know, that's what's even crazy. Yeah, and it's she like people defending this shit. Right. She ain't had no weapon. Nothing like my thing. I don't care how big she is and how small you are. Right. Most women ain't just gonna whoop your can't whoop your ain't gonna be able to whoop a man. Ass. Exactly. It is what it is. Exactly. And even if she is getting the best of you, you get your ass up out of there. You run like oh shit, oh shit, she beat the shit out of me. Let me get on up out of here. Like I just seen plenty of my niggas get the shit beat out of them by their lady and they leave. Like I seen one of my niggas, man, was at the supermercado, man. <laughs> man, one of my niggas, he was getting beaten in the head by his lady. I'm like, bro, man, just leave. He's like you right, you right. Like she pulled up on us, like she was beating this nigga in his head. Like, <laughs> like with a ball of fist and this nigga was just taking it. he was eating the shit I'm like bro leave <laughs> like pull off pull off you know? <laughs> like I had to see my niggas get slapped at a barbecue you know yeah. what I'm saying and I'm just like niggas just walk that shit off you know it ain't an excuse for a woman to put her hands on anybody like that but you know it, but you know, you, know, it you know the double standard though you know what I'm saying you going to jail bro exactly exactly you, 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 you know you square up you get your asses going up under the jail Catch that DV charge, oh, that nigga. Your future is over, nigga. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. It's just so fucking weird. But we've been rambling, so I'm gonna leave it to my nigga Hove. Hove, what you gotta say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope. So we are going to talk about selling hope like dope. All these fake outrage meetings at the school boards, the city council meetings about CRT, 
So basically, it's being manipulated by the left and the right. Uh, you got the people on the right, who I suspect to be a white supremacist and their collaborators, because there's some Negro minions out here. And then you got liberals, you know, muddying up the definition of it. And you got, like I said, on the right, you got them trying to define it, and then liberals muddying up the definition. I talked about it a couple of episodes ago, but I really wanted to get, you know, a college-educated person to kind of give their thoughts and opinions about it. So let me know what you were thinking about this whole fiasco of CRT coming out. I think it was more political just for the vote. Cause like the person that really started the conversation on CRT, I think it was a dude from Seattle, Christopher Rufo. Okay, yeah. And it was basically like, you know, 1619 Project came out. You know, mm-hmm. they were just, I think it was with some, uh, Professor Jones at Howard. She's at Howard now. Yeah. When they had the UNC uh, situation. Yeah, because she left, right? She left. Uh, yeah, she turned it down. Turned everything. it down. They had to protest to get her tenure, and then she said mm-hmm. she didn't want it. Yeah, they pulled that bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I remember it was like Christopher Rufo, and it was just like he started like giving it to Trump or whatever. He was like, we need to get on this CRT. And then mm-hmm. if you notice, this was last year. Mm-hmm. That's when Trump started getting on it. And they was, I think they were trying to do like that seven, was it 1776 project or something mm-hmm. like that to come yeah. back 1619. Yeah. And I think it was just a way to garner votes. Because you have to also think about it. Mm-hmm. So when the uh, 2024 election comes up, yeah, that's going to be a topic. Like, what side did you take? Were you for CRT or against it? Mm-hmm. And like you said, they were muddying up the definition of CRT because this is a graduate graduate level law school course. Yeah, nobody teaches CRT. Most college students have never even taken a course on CRT. Exactly. And it's not being taught in any uh, elementary school, middle school, or high school. Because my thing is with critical race theories. Do you, in most, especially elementary, most teachers are with white women. Mm-hmm. Do you really trust a white woman to teach your black child about critical race theory? Right. I don't trust most black people to teach you about critical exactly. race theory. Exactly. Exactly. Because like, you probably know, you probably read critical race theory like literature. And you probably didn't even know. Probably yeah. the one that everyone has read mm-hmm. is the New Jim Crow. Yeah. And they yeah. probably don't even know that. Exactly. And I think one of the probably before that, the probably the most famous like uh, text was probably Faces at the Bottom of the Well by Derek Bell. Yeah, Derek Bell, yep. And he was like one of the like founders of critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And like I, I got it's like this brother that I like we, we, we go back since I think was like uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Middle school and high school, or whatever. Yeah. And you know, he big Republican right up. And it's mm-hmm. like I know a lot of black Republicans, but he just like it's like coon train type Republican. It's like that's the ones I just can't respect. Right. Because right. this man and you eulogize uh, when um, what's Rush Limbaugh died. Oh, man. <laughs> but I, I remember he had that's posed a question. Man. I said, "What are the five tenets of critical race theory?" And he said, "How about you define it for me?" Like they always do. Right. And it's like right. you don't even know what you're mad about. Right. Exactly. And it's like even when you ask a liberal, I'm like, "What is mm-hmm. critical race? Give me the five tenets." Mm-hmm. And I'm asking concerned. Give me the five tenets. So if you can't even answer the basic foundation of what critical race theory is, right? Why are you mad for? Exactly. And I, my thing is like we're wasting so many people's time with this because they're having these fake ass like school board meetings yeah. about it and and people like i saw one on uh homie uh rodney posted it on uh, twitter and it was from a nebraska school board meeting they oh they were sitting on the floor <laughs> yeah and they were talking about it and i'm just like nobody teaches this like this is like law school level graduate level course right here nobody can define it at all and then one guy was talking about he was like i haven't lost a debate all i need is google and you put a camera up 
and I can destroy anybody. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you even talking about? And he's like, and that's my time. I'm like, man, sit your punk ass down. Like, it, it, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, it's just always pushback when you try to tell like a true history of, uh, of America and how non-whites, more specifically black folks, have been treated in this country and then making the claim, because you see that black folks are really pushing hard for reparations and also defining their lineage and their ethnicity, right? So you're seeing that being defined. And then, so on top of that, you know, black folks are stepping out into who they are and being comfortable in it, and it's making everybody else uncomfortable. So now we're trying to just muddy the waters and say, well, America started in 1776. Like, Trump was on a federal level trying to push that, you know what I'm saying, as a curriculum. And with this whole CRT thing, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, like, why are we just lying about something that most of us can't even define? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, like, I always tell people, like, white people should love critical race theory because it talks about stuff they love. Mm-hmm. Like, what it is, it's like, it's kind of uh, storytelling. Yeah, exactly. Okay, they tell stories, too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and it's just like, you just telling the truth. Cause, like, y'all want to tell the truth. Like, especially even with slavery, mm-hmm. they love telling you black people own slaves, too. Yeah. That's yeah. critical race theory, too. Right. That's right. the storytelling part of it. Right. Dancer servitude. They want to talk about white people being slaves, even though right. they was indentured servant. Right. That, that's the counter storytelling, like telling that truth. Yeah. It's like you talk about the permanence of racism. Right. And then it's like they talk about whiteness as property. You see that, especially like when you look at like with these police brutality cases, uh-huh. it's always protecting white pro- property and whiteness. Exactly. And then it's like, I think the other tenets is it's the, it's the uh, permanence of racism. Mm-hmm. And then it's also um, interest convergence and then I think the last one is a critique of liberalism yeah yeah. What? R- racist white people would love that. <laughs> yeah, especially that last one. You know what I'm saying? Like, the one that really sticks out to me is the uh, permanence of racism. Yeah. Like, with Derek Bell. Yeah, that was Facebook. Yeah, Bell. yeah. It, when he's basically saying that racism ain't going to go nowhere, right? You know, and the only thing that we can really do is just lessen the blow of it. Right. That's the only thing that we can do, which I wholeheartedly believe. And, and so it had, like, critical race theory has something for fucking everybody. Like, the liberals would love that, you know, in the whole permanent racism because it's just you know white folks feel like they give you that good. give you that pass it's yeah. like it's not going nowhere it's just exactly. like how can I be a better person exactly. how can we just like say less than blow exactly because my thing is you just got a bunch of people just outside fighting uh-huh. just for white people to treat them nicely exactly y'all want to be like it was crazy like even over the weekend it's like I remember when like you had white folks calling people niggas now they call people urban yeah, like, yeah. I, they like them little slingshots I had a mm-hmm. white woman she was like telling her friend isn't that such an urban vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, yeah. what are you just so mad for? And right. it's just like, but I think what a lot of it is, is like, you're thinking like these teachers are going to teach your kids to hate white, to hate whiteness, right. hate their parents, and hate themselves. And it's right. like, you just want to know what the reality of it is. Exactly. Like, exactly. It, it's just crazy because it's just like, and I, and I honestly believe, I hate being like one of those conspiracy things. I think they just really pushing this so they can go like these voting uh, acts. Yeah. And my thing is, they got they passing so much stuff about voting on the low while people worried about critical race theory. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's getting crazy. And, um, yeah, and the whole uh, the critique of liberalism, 
like a right winger would fucking love that. You know what I'm saying? That, that's all they do all day. Yeah, that's that's it. And that, and they're you know willing participants of you know critical race theory. But it's just to see the fake outrage is always it's amazing to me. But you have to you know kind of peel back that curtain and just like okay what's really going on because so many people are up in arms about this it's always a sleight of hand trick you know what i'm saying so you're staring at this but then what's going on the other side it could be like you said the whole voting rights thing you know rolling back voting rights and i just got a call the other day from a, a redistricting uh place or whatever talking about i need Talking about gerrymandering? Yep, because it's like, no, it's redistricting. I'm like, nigga, this is gerrymandering. (laughs) Nigga, like, get the fuck out of here. And the guy was just like sweating bullets. He's like, but we we, we do need your input and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, how many other people in North Omaha have you called? And he's just like, oh, well, we're just calling homeowners now. I'm just like, so you don't think, you know, call people who rent? Like, they don't, you know, they don't vote, you know? And the guy is just like, well, well, you know, I, you know, you know, it's not gerrymandering, it's, it's redistricting, you know, they do it every time the census comes out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, well, why are you only contacting homeowners? You only want people who own a home to vote? I'm like, this sounds like, you know, some old voting laws act, you know, from, from way back in the day. And he, he's just like, okay, thank you for your time. And he just went up on me. I'm just like, all right, sir, everybody, fuck out of here. Like, it's just... Like, he just blew my mind. I'm like, how many other people are you calling in North Omaha? You know what I'm saying? And he's just like, he's like, well, well we got a list of homeowners and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, so you ain't calling people who rent? Like, they don't vote, you know? It's just, it just, it sounded like some old voter. Hey, I would have been like, what, is your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. And the guy was just stammering and stuff. And I'm like, people who rent vote, you know? And it's just, yeah, that's important too. I'm just like. Like, what's your boss name? Yeah, exactly. Let me talk to yeah, him. Like, this nigga's a fucking volunteer, you know? <laughs> he thought he was doing something good. No, like, it reminds me of them, like, during election time with them uh, candidates. They did yeah. have their volunteers uh, call. It was yeah. a Democrat in one. I think it was for, uh, Con- no, I think it was for city council. Yeah. He called, and then he had one of these people call. And he was uh, like, what are you talking about? I said, gun rights. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, uh you know, uh, we, we talking about that, and uh, we're going to work. We want to talk about access to voting. And I said, right. "What do I begin right?" <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and I was like, I, mean, "I was telling you, I was like, I hate how, especially at North Omaha, you got to go all out your way just to get your license, yeah. and then you got to get your fingerprints. That's we need, we need, we need closer. Uh, yeah. Uh, poll, I mean, uh, places that they can do these these things. Exactly. And yeah. I was just like, we shouldn't even have to pay a fee. Let's do yeah. it like Texas. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they get uncomfortable, especially when they talk to a black man about, about gun rights. It's like, well, this nigga know about gun rights. You know what I'm saying? They get kind of like, oh, shit. You know, and that's that's always funny. It's like when I uh, head up to the range and shit uh, up the hill at uh, in a 10, and it's just, it's just, oh, uh, like I, 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 like there needs to be like a black owned gun. I need to see a safety because I'm like yeah. I don't even like that one yeah, because I remember just, I, last time I was there. It's just, yeah, it's just like it was. It was dude was like, uh, yeah, Brian, we talk, we, we're shooting guns. Yeah, yeah. He brings up COVID, the pandemic, and yeah. I'm like, dude, what the hell that yeah. guy do? Like I don't want to <laughs> talk about any conspiracy fucking things. Exactly, they talk about conspiracy theories and shit, and then you already know what time it is being up there just with the the range of people there. Then you at the range and you gotta look at your side like yeah, they looking at you. I'm just like, they want you to point that yeah, thing yeah, wrong exactly. way. Exactly. I'm like you niggas ain't gonna hit me with a friendly fire. I'm watching all you motherfuckers in here. Like 
it's one of them things where it's just like we really need like a black owned like gun range, man. Like, and there's so much land out here in Nebraska, man. It's just we could really have an outdoor one, you know, just a nice, a nice one, indoor and outdoor, because it's just. Going up the hill, it's just like, like I'll be dreading. They shit. looking at you funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like the, the people who work there are kind of cool, but they be talking that conspiracy yeah. theory shit. Like I don't want to talk about that shit. You know what I'm saying? I just oh, want yeah. my range time. You know. And then you go into the range, and that's when it just it, you just feel uneasy, even though you strapped, but you just like. These niggas look like they want to hit a friendly fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean to, you know, shoot you in the back of the arm. You know, and some shit like that. You know, you just get that fucking feeling. And it's just like, all right, man. Like, I just I just wish we had, like, a black on black the gun range. You know, because it's just like, man, get the fuck out of here. Like, you just feel so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. And then there's that one... Is out there in Gretna. I refuse to refuse. Yeah, that shit looked like a fucking mall. Like I went there once and I was just like, and they got an indoor they, restaurant. Yeah, and I'm just like, this this is a little too like like. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I appreciate my gun, but I'm not like in love with the bitch. I'm not sleeping with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's what it felt like being there. Like it just felt so much like like. I don't know, man. It just felt like motherfuckers like like French kissing the barrel. Man, and I felt shit. uncomfortable just taking the class. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like this happened. Right, like I got my like my license right after, yeah. uh, like right when COVID was hitting. You know, yeah. Couldn't, when it was just like sold out every day. This like uh-huh. during the week. Yeah, yeah. And it was like just sitting in there. You got these old white ladies. They uh-huh. up in here trying to find excuses to shoot somebody. Man. It was like. So you saying? <laughs> If he, he take my per and runs away, I can't shoot him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, she was like, yeah. no, ma'am. She was like, but that's my purse. Yeah, and yeah, I'm exactly. Like, yeah, you, you want to hawk somebody <laughs> in the back. Yeah. yeah. They really want to shoot you down. Yeah. Like, it was a couple times, like, the instructor had to change the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because it was about to go down that yeah, lane. Yeah, go down that lane. Because they yeah, were like, yeah. when everything happened, because it was like right during the protest, they were like, when everything's going on, I'm like. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. And I know you was one of the only black people in there. The only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was at yeah. Grand, I like Athena, but I was, Athena yeah. I was the only one. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I kind of wish I would have went to like one of the black uh, dudes that be doing them, but it was just mm-hmm. like, that was the most convenient. During the week, yeah. one day, in yeah. and out. Yeah, I got I got to get my CCW, but it's just it, like when I'm up at the range, though, man. Like it's just like that's that's the thing I think that's kind of hold me back. But I do need to holler at one of the brothers that be holding the classes, though. Yeah, I think you they know, actually hold it at entertainment. They they do, they do, and that's and it is just one of them things where I'm just like, like I just man, I just despise going up there, man. Like I said, the one in Gretna is too commercial, and then that one up the hill is just like. Like, you just get some trash up there. Like, you just get some bread mix. Like, even, like, the one out in Gretna, like, it's kind of far out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you you have some of them good old boys, but the other one, you it, it just feel like you got, like, posers out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't know if you ever, I don't know how, how often you go to the range, but a lot of times, you know, you'll come across some fake-ass military people. Like, some people lying about being in the military. Yeah. Like, you would just come across it. you just be like, like... Like, niggas would just be just straight up, like, white niggas would just be straight up lying. I remember it was one guy, he was saying something. He was talking about he was in some kind of infantry or something, and it was funny because there was a guy, it was out in the lobby, and another guy was like, oh, yeah, my brother was in blah, blah, blah. The dude just got real quiet and shit, and I was just like, oh, man, this nigga lying. And this nigga, like, straight up lying. And then, like, you'd be at the range and, you know, loading up, you know, between rounds and shit like that, be- between the... Uh, 
sheets or whatever, shooting sheets, and uh, you know, you'll, you know, you'll, I always have that one, I always have one of my ears out, because I don't trust, like none I said, I don't trust none of them, because I always have my right ear out just to, you know, hear something, because you know, them muffles, they be, they're tough, but I, I just, I just feel like these niggas be lying, man, there's one nigga lying about Iraq and talking about how many bodies he caught, I'm like, I'm like, nigga, you like twice the size of me, like width wise, like, <laughs> like, bro, you like, you been eating good for like decades, nigga, like, you like, man, you lying, man, like, nigga, you out here lying, like, but it's just, and then, um, one of the, the guy, what's the skinny white dude with the mustache up there, I forgot his name, but he was talking about how to be catching people lying about, you know, how, to, how they did tours and shit like that, I'm like, the fuck you gotta lie about military experience for? So I guess that's the thing with white dudes lying about military experience. You know how niggas lie about how they certified in the streets? Oh, so I guess, man. I, I guess you was just there. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I guess white I, niggas be lying about their military experience. Had a dude. <laughs> like, so he, he lied about the whole neighborhood he was from when he was doing. Then he got around some real ones. Yeah. And now, oh, man, we, we just sold a little weed. I was just with the clip. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 sidewalk. I ain't nothing wrong with being on the sidewalk. Ain't, ain't nothing. Ain't Tell nothing. me I was just in the car. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. But I guess white dudes lie about their military service. I'm like, that's kind of specific to lie about, though. Like, you could get away with lying about some street shit. Yeah, I sold a little crack, man. You know? Cause I can't nobody vouch for you, but like people can be like, "Well, where's your military ID?" You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like what you want? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what's your job title? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you? Okay, how long were you there? Like, when were you deployed? And you can, oh yeah, my brother. Like I said, the guy was like, "Oh, my brother was in that same entry, the infantry," and the guy was just like, "Oh, oh yeah, there's a line of stare." You know, I'm like, oh, "This nigga lying." You know? It's just like, man, what in the flying fuck? So I guess. I guess that's the thing. White niggas lie about military experience and niggas lie about the streets, you know? Like, man. And them white folks will lie about talking about their police background with family. Man, right, <laughs> right, right, right. That's probably another one, too. Like, oh, my God. Like, why are you, like, like you could check this shit. Like, people can look at this shit. Look this shit I'm up. Like, you know, you use an offer. Your, your salary is public rank. I can yeah, just goofy on that. Exactly, exactly. Well, my brother, he's a cop. Okay, what's your brother's name? Well, you know, it's a small town. All right, nigga, fuck out of here. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. God damn. All right, but uh, yeah, that's been selling hope like damn dope. <laughs> this portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to holding this L. Uh, we we have to talk about the response to this uh, Capitol insurrection. So two more officers who responded to the um, insurrection on January 6th, back in July, the end of July, they died. So um, let's see here. It was Officer Gunther Hashida. Uh, that was one of them. Uh, he was found uh, deceased in his residence in, uh, let me see that, on the 29th not too long ago and then uh officer kyle defreytag defreytag d-e-f-r-e-y-t-a-g defreytag he was found dead on july 10th and um so the reason that i got this in holding this l is not because of them taking their own lives but how we're seeing a response from some of these politicians like now that we have this inquiry or this hearing going on uh, and how they're trying to downplay it when we there's literally been pictures of these same politicians 
hiding behind Capitol Police officers, you know what I'm saying, fearing for their fucking lives. So just let me know your thoughts on this and what's going down. I think the reason like a lot of the politicians are trying to downplay it because if it act, especially with the committee, if it actually goes to a hearing, mm -hmm. a lot of them will be put on blast because of the conversation they had with Trump. It's like, then you gotta pull up those phone records and things mm -hmm. like that. And once that comes up now, yo, yo ass can be charged for some shit. And I think that's why you see the like the downplaying of it. Yeah. I think it's not just political anymore. They just trying to save their lives. Yeah, trying to save their own ass. I feel you on that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about the whole just trying to, you know, uh, get back to their voter base so they can be, you know, back up on Capitol Hill, you know, for re-election. That's the main thing I was thinking. But, you know, there were so many... Uh, tweets and um, you know emails sent out to people for this insurrection or storming the Capitol. Yep. And uh, what was crazy is how they didn't bring up any criminal charges against uh, the Cheeto in chief, the former Cheeto in chief, when this nigga was literally on Capitol Hill talking so to these niggas. March up yeah, yeah, putting the battery in these niggas' backs. And yeah, they just like, it was like, it wasn't even a, pro like, I guess you can call it a protest, but this wasn't just, we gonna march to Capitol. Right. They was trying to stop them from voting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to Joe Biden in. Yeah. And, and it's it, like, yeah. these Republicans lying what it was. Y'all hiding under desks. Yeah. And it's like, y'all gotta go in a bunker just to vote. This yeah, exactly. Like, okay, and now you downplaying the whole situation, like, under oath, too. Like, under the, like, I don't know, man. Like, this is just, it, it's wild to me to just see this just unfold and just how we're, for like, how, not we're forgetting, but they're forgetting just what actually happened. Like, this is the craziest shit that I've seen in my lifetime, you know, being here 37 years on this planet, and I'm just like, I've never seen, you know, American citizens storm their own capital. You know what I'm ever. saying? Yeah, this is the wildest shit ever. Like, like, and it needs to be a bigger story. Like, I feel like we should still be talking about this. There should be case studies going on and how these people got radicalized and shit like that, but it's just, it just feels like there's so much happening in the world right now that it's just, you know, shit just gets swept under the rug, but it's also being downplayed because it was a majority of white folks, too. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? And, and the awesome thing what you really got to realize is you really can't hold white folks accountable. Cause my mm. thing is, if you got an entire police department that can't control that, yeah. imagine if white people did that nationally. Right. They could take. They would take. They would fuck this country up. Right. Right. And it's like, and it really showed you that dichotomy between black resistance mm -hmm. and white resistance. Right. Black people, yeah. they gonna make your ass. You gonna go to jail. You gonna go home. Mm -hmm. These white folks, they let them run amok. Yeah. They just. They just ran. Just fucking crazy. All right, this there. is around the same time. Like right after the like what six months after the George Floyd protest. Uh -huh. Yeah. It really shows you the type of power black people do not have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just the response to the storming of the Capitol, it was just the Capitol police officers. That was it. Like, how long did it take the National Guard to get there? You know no, what I'm saying? They even... Like, uh, they even later that night, later that night yeah. they came. After them niggas had their feet kicked up on Pelosi's desk and shit like <laughs> that and running all through the, the chambers and shit like that. And then it was like, oh, that night that they came. I'm just like, man, that's some crazy shit. And how people on Twitter were calling for uh, Trump to, you know, calm them people down. That nigga didn't send a tweet out until, like, late, early, early evening. Okay, guys, you can calm down now. Like, 
man, like this is the craziest shit. And then to see these two suicides from these officers, I just feel like it stems from the downplaying of this insurrection. Yep, and you I think it, it's time you gotta kind of infuse it with the PTSD because it's like they all mm-hmm. work costumoniously together, and it's like yeah. Every time you see it on the news, and every time it's downplayed, you have to relive what you what you went through, and it's uh-huh. like thought you about to die yeah exactly exactly like and it's like you seeing them demons in your sleep uh uh-huh yeah yeah and i I just couldn't imagine the horror of seeing all these people come up here you know storming the fucking capital and you know and you getting the shit beat out of you with a blue lives matter flag you know what i'm saying like it's just the irony there it's just like these folks never did give a fuck about the police they only care when the police is like beating the shit out of a non-white person more specifically black you know yeah, what i'm it, saying it, it just goes back to uh like the, the previous segment that we had when we talked about crt and like yeah. whiteness is property uh-huh. you you basically mess with their whiteness yeah and it's like and you were the police, and I think one of the guys, I think one of the police officers, he said, you're supposed to be on our side. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. once you affect whiteness, mm-hmm. is this is this is what we uh, end up with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So with them trying to do their jobs, it was like, oh, this is an attack on whiteness, so you don't matter anymore. Like, no. fuck a blue life, you know what I'm saying? Even though that shit don't even exist unless you a smurf, but yeah. it's just <laughs> one of those things where it's just, it just shows the irony of it. And, I, and I'm still... Uh, being out on the road, being a trucker, I'm still seeing folks flying these Blue Lives Matter flags. I'm just like, that shit does not fucking matter. Like, this shit was all cap. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, to me, it was satisfying seeing, you know, them, you know, desecrate that flag by beating the shit out of them Capitol Police officers. Because it's something black folks have been saying for years. Like... These folks, they don't give a fuck about the police unless they're harming and maiming black folks. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And protecting whiteness, you know, so. And keeping, you know, niggas out of white areas. That's it. That's the only time they give a fuck about the police. But anytime, if you ever seen a white person get pulled over, you know, they give the cops hell. You know, let me see your, let me talk to your supervisor. This is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, yeah. Like, yeah. One thing that was crazy, like, when they used to show, like, those, like, pictures people that were quote-unquote lords, everybody was like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. they had a little ID card, you mm-hmm. can't make me roll my window down, yeah, you yeah. can't do X, Y, Z, and I'm like, let a black person do that, you saw that with George, I mean, not George Floyd, uh, Kenny Boyer, yeah. they gonna bust that fucking window. Yeah, they gonna bust <laughs> that window and pull you smooth the fuck out, unless they, you know, feel like shooting up your shit right away, but I don't know, man, this is... I don't know. I just feel like there needs to be a whole ass like overhaul of the whole political system. You know what I'm saying? Like the two party system, I feel like it's just it's getting to the point where it's just nobody. I don't want to be on the left. I don't want to be on the right. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? Especially with this last election. Yeah. I remember before uh, Biden was even the can. I mean uh, the nominee. Uh-huh. You had people saying no more old white men, no more whatever. Right, you don't right. got like a. A woman or a person of color as your VP or whatever, we yeah. ain't voting for you. And I'm like, the fuck? Right, right. But it's just like, it's just like, you kind of see like the division even between the left. You got mm-hmm. moderates, mm-hmm. progressive, and you got like the far left liberals. And it's like, yeah, I don't like all this shit. Exactly. And then like when you go shit, to the yeah. right, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's so much on the far right. Yeah, exactly, and it's like you really don't have centrist candidates anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, they, you know, it's one of those things where they try to say that, you know, Jim Crow Joe is a centrist, but it's just like he's so fucking old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like he can barely, you know, 
to get a sentence yeah, out sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. I know the man got a stuttering problem. He got an age problem even more so. You know, it's just like, God damn. But in this last election, it just felt like you were being forced to choose. It's just like. And it's like you, it's always that yeah, way. Yeah, it's always that way. You want this old white dude or you want this old white dude. It's yeah. just like, oh my God. And it's like, even when like the other candidates that they had on the left. Mm-hmm. I remember when they would come here, I would go to every single one. Yeah. And then they got to the point like, it, it would sound good, because it sound good when they talking to you, they had a yeah. rally. Yeah. You go on their website, and mm-hmm. I and I remember I got into it with somebody online about this. Uh-huh. And because he tried to say I couldn't read or something. Like, he, like, <laughs> you, he was like, you didn't read all that. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I was you can't show me where it's safe for black people. Exactly. It's gonna have a bullet point, and then you go down there. Yeah. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that's the, the thing that you know we need to work on politically as far as black folks is just creating our own voter base. And what is crazy is um, you know we we've learned that in power economics. And power economics came out with. 90s, yeah, yeah mid 90s, and uh, you know, we got the game from Claude Anderson. He told us what we need to do we need to be an independent voting block before you know, uh, Latinos, uh, you know, get us out the paint as far as being the largest, you know, non white group, it, you it, know. And what's so crazy about the Latinos is, yeah. They they're not Democrat or Republican. They're on both sides. Yeah, they're on both sides. And uh, and when Jim Crow Joe had that uh, that phone call, he leaked and he, how he was talking to those so-called black leaders. Yeah, and uh, how he was telling them that they need to start pandering to you know Hispanic voters because that's the future of the party. I'm yeah. like, God damn, that's telling us. And right it's real like he wasn't lying though. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like I remember it, like especially when I was looking, you looked at Florida. Uh huh. You got you got the Cubans, yeah, and they like they not like these liberal runs. They, yeah, they hate they hate Mexicans just like exactly. oh, white folks exactly. hate them, black them, them, Cub- them Cubans be right on the right, boy, right on the right. I'm like, God damn, yeah, yeah, and it's just and it's just like black people have not diversified what we want because it's yeah. like. You ask a black, and my thing, this is one thing I hate is like, you're not gonna give me talking points. Exactly. You're, you yeah. won't do it. I exactly. refuse. I don't, exactly. I understand like when people bring, put the camera out, you don't want the worst of the worst on the camera. Uh-huh. But if you gotta give a black person talking points, that says a whole lot about us. Exactly. And it's yeah. just like, and yeah. I always say, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You just want white people to stop calling you nigga? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, like yeah. you said, that ain't happening. Yeah. We yeah. always gonna be forever racist, right. but it's just like, what do you really want? Exactly. And it's like, I, and I say this every election cycle, all mm-hmm. black people are not poor yeah. and involved in the criminal justices. What can you do for me to make my life better? Exactly. And as soon as you start speaking about that, and I remember uh, watching uh, a debate and uh, they were, I think it was, it was with uh, Trump and Jim Crow Joe, or no, it was with the vice presidents and uh-huh. uh, Pence and uh, Harrison. Uh, they were in, Somebody asked something about specifics for the African-American community. I'm like, hell, yeah, finally. And both of them went off on a tangent about legalizing marijuana. And then they went on a tangent about criminal justice. I'm like, all black folks ain't criminals. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know how fucking racist that is? What's it, like one in three? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's so fucking... I mean, it's just involved. That's yeah. like anything. Like, you yeah. went to jail before and got yeah. booked and released. Exactly. That's yeah. a book and release. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you didn't pay a traffic ticket and yeah. you got a bench warrant. It's you know one in three. Saying? Yeah. So what and you like, gonna do for these other 66? Yeah, yeah. And like, no, what about the black folks that aren't in, who aren't currently incarcerated? You know, we ain't forgetting about our brothers and sisters behind bars, yeah. but 
you know, what about the people that are actually out here in these streets, you know, working, the working class black folks, you know, upper middle class black folks? Like, what are you doing? What are you going to do for them? You know, every time we ask specifics, you know, about the black community, it's always marijuana and fucking criminal justice reform. But then whenever there's an issue, they'll talk about, this is how they get us though. They'll be like, oh, black folks are at the bottom of the economic you know, uh, ladder on this, this, and this with job growth, uh, job development, job skills. So what we're going to do is a minority program. You're like, what no, the I said fuck? Black. <laughs> like, like a minority is everybody except for a white man. Yeah, straight, straight, straight white, white man. man. Yeah, I'm like get the fuck out of here. Like they'll use us as the as the, the bullet point, the, the, the main, the highlighted portion. Then you start getting to the meat and potatoes, and it's just and like. That, but that's what I said. That was my whole thing because yeah. he was like, you didn't look at all this. I'm yeah. like, I didn't have to. I'm like, yeah. You stay ready. You ain't gotta get ready. Exactly. Like you, it was you like, know the game. Yeah, because I remember it was about Michael Bloomberg. Okay. And I remember because yeah. it was when it was like, why are all these mayors yeah. and congressmen, yeah. uh, Congress people, uh-huh. giving him an endorsement after yeah. two weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I go, like, I'm like, this man had promised him some stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you go on his actual page. Mm-hmm. And he said black people. every Black people. Like, he yeah. said, it wasn't a bullet point. It mm-hmm. was like, I mean, it wasn't in bold. It was... Yeah. In the regular uh, uh, size 12 font, uh-huh. black people, black people that gonna yeah. give black people this, give black people this, and I'm like, y'all can't do that. Yeah. And my thing is like stop, stop and frisk. We can talk about that all day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. What, you can, you can uh, fix your men's, give us some money, give exactly. us some resources. Exactly. And he was the only one that was not scared to say black people. Right. And then it was crazy though, like like just being around Houston, it's like this before he even uh, ran for president, uh-huh. he knew he wasn't gonna win. Mm-hmm. But he already had like programs already in place for black people. Oh wow! Okay. Like yeah. he like he had like different programs and like jobs just for black people. And I'm mm-hmm. like the man been doing the work behind the scenes. You can look him up. And it yeah. was just like as black people we get so stuck up on one issue and it's like dude. Yeah. I remember like granted like Michael. I remember I was listening to a lecture by Michael and Dyson one time mm-hmm. and he was talking about it was the one I was wearing what blackface was it. Uh, Virginia or something like that, senator. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he was like, like they were talking about, we need to impeach him, get him out. He was like, fuck no. Yeah. He said he wore blackface. Yeah. He gonna do whatever the fuck you say. Yeah. And it's like black, we don't use that. We want to just get mad. I'm like, no, nah, you do some racist shit. Yeah. I'm gonna use you because exactly. like not, now you wanna you wanna pander to me. Exactly. With actual resources exactly. instead of just rhetoric. Yeah. Turn that man into a puppet. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's that's very very smart to do. It's just we just have to stop. We have to stop getting involved in politics so goddamn late, like a few weeks before the election. You know what I'm saying? It'd <laughs> knock like, want to knock them right door. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like a little bit like two days before the election, somebody will call you. Are you about to vote for such and such? Like, maybe it's two days before the election, Because yeah, like, even here locally, we got yeah. a sister running for uh, Congress Yeah, exactly. Y'all got, I mean, if you want to vote for her, y'all need to be on top of that now. Exactly, exactly. And then holding, just holding people accountable and being and being involved and from the top down I, I know so many times we we kind of spit spew that rhetoric that you know we need to be involved locally in politics but on a federal level too though like we really are seeing the results of a trump presidency you know with the supreme court appointees that's going to impact our lives for what the next what 
Yeah, at yeah, least. at least 15, he got 20. Some young ones. Yeah, 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 that's right. So you're right, about 20, 30. So it's just like 20, 30 years. So it's just we have to really be smart about that. And then this pandemic just showed us too, like how we have to move with people in a, at a federal level because this nigga Trump, this nigga politicized a virus. Like, Man. how do you politicize a virus? that is attacking every fucking body. Yeah, you know what I'm crazy. saying? Like, he knew about it in November. Yeah. And yeah. didn't say nothing till what? In a February? Yeah, yeah, till it, till it fucking hit us, you know? Like, what the fuck? Till he couldn't contain it, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, oh, it'll die off in the summer like the flu. Like, yeah, they talking about the hot air. <laughs> yeah, the hot air is gonna kill it. Like, nigga, what are you fucking talking about, bro? Like, damn, you ain't never got a summer cold? Like, nigga, what the fuck are you even talking about? But is but and we're still suffering the aftermath of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just how we we should be moving towards post-pandemic, you know what I'm saying, with so many people getting vaccinated and things like that, but we're not because we still are dealing with people, you know, with this misinformation and, you know, running around here, well, I saw such and such said this, this person said this, and, and you know, people will look at somebody in a high-ranking position like Trump, even though he's just dumb as a box of rocks, you know, well, he said that blah, 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 blah. Man, and you then, ain't see it with somebody with a bunch of followers. Yeah, exactly, oh, wow. exactly. And then you just take that word for, you know, you take that word for law. And it's just, it's it's so tough because it's just like, fucking listen to science. Like, I'm not telling people to go out there and get vaccinated, but it should be enough people vaccinated that we should have gotten, you know, herd immunity by yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? But they even said, like, even with, like, something like polio and everything, they never had herd immunity. They still don't have herd immunity. They yeah. just vaccine took care of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's one of those things where it's just, you know, I know so many people who've gotten vaccinated in the past, and now it's just like, well, with this one, it's da 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 I'm like, it came too quick, and I'm like, you know, COVID been around for decades. Yeah, like, this is the 19th variant of it. Like, it's similar to the other fucking 18. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember just, I was talking to an epidemiologist. They said, like, once like you actually have, like, a variant or whatever, mm -hmm. you can create a vaccine in, like, two weeks. Yeah. It's just that you got to just do all the testing and things. Like, with, with warp speed, yeah. like, granted, they were still doing clinical trials. Yeah. It just didn't have to go through... All the phases. I think they just did two. Or, I think they just did three phases instead of every single phase they yeah. normally would do. Yeah, it, it's like man. And then, but one thing I will say is, I'm not that you can kind of blame the hesitancy on hmm. some of this marketing. Yeah. Like, you got to yeah. back that ass up. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> and then you got terrible. the dude that said he was a hustler. That was a hustler. That was like, this nigga. Like, this nigga selling about, little three and a half. Right, this nigga getting hand-to-hand -hand money, but he's like, yeah, you vaxxed him. I'm like, nigga, where did they find you at? What county jail did they come get you up out of, nigga, to fill this out, nigga? They took some years off of that. Exactly. I think it took that man out of half. Right, they got that. You're going to work with these bros. Exactly, exactly. That nigga's on a furlough for shooting commercials. Like, I'm, a, I'm a hustler, yeah. and I deal with people every day. Exactly. I was like, okay, so you got to had a white team to train on. Exactly. I was like, why? Nigga, like, stop talking to black folks like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, like, you don't talk to white folks like that. You don't ever see, man, you don't see no, I ain't seen no, I ain't, I ain't seen a commercial with, like, Mexican day laborers talking about how they got the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? You ain't seen no shit like a, like an Asian nigga in a nail shop talking about why you need to get vaccinated. 
Like they only do that shit with us. They only do that silly shit with us, man. I'm we like, let them know every exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. We let these niggas cook us, man. We're like, God damn, man. I'm like, Juvenile, how much you get paid for that? Oh, you know he got broke off nicely. And I'm like, then you got me an ex up. Yeah. <laughs> and you know they got the uh, No Limit Tour coming up. And they yeah. got Juvenile as a special guest. Okay. If they do back that ass up, I'm just hip hop dead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, man. Funny as fuck, man, to do some shit like that, man. I was just like, and they had Manny Fresh in there. I'm like, damn, Manny, like, man, you still out here producing, bro? Like, what's the, that bad? Yeah, like, man, I know it ain't dry up for you like that out in the streets, bro. Like, come on. Like, y'all niggas can tour off y'all hits, nigga. Like, come on, man. Like, man. I mean, could you imagine seeing like some Mexican day laborers like <laughs> doing a commercial, the Home Depot. yeah, doing some shit like that? You know, like senor unvaccinated. Like, like no, you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't I see like some, you do that. Exactly. You couldn't see an Asian nigga in a nail shop saying some shit like that. Like, like hurry up and vax, hurry up and vax. You know, it's just, it just feels so fucking. I think racist, you might got a commercial right here. Right, right, right. Hurry up, back, back now, back now, back now. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, I might fuck around and make a commercial like that on, on the podcast, though, man. Yeah, somebody doing a macarena for a vaccine. Exactly, exactly. Goddamn bachata, you know, for a vaccine and shit. Like, you don't see no shit like that, nigga. Like, you don't see no no Arab at the gas station. You with know a terminal. So, yeah, with a terminal. I'm talking about how important it is to be vaccinated, you know, so you can buy your Mountain Dew. Like, like man, that's that bullshit, though, man. That's that bullshit. But, I mean... That's that's been holding this L. Get your mans. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. We was gonna talk about uh, Kanye's album if it dropped, you know, last Friday, but that shit didn't drop. But then it was supposed to drop. And I think was like on a Tuesday, like today or something. no, it was supposed to drop on Monday. They pushed it back to the ninth. Still ain't dropped. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about the women, you know, holding it down with the medals for the U.S. and the Olympics. So uh, let me know your thoughts on that, sir. Man, just seeing like even the one with the swimming uh, lady, yeah. I'm like, that oh, was uh, crazy. Oh, girl, Ledecky or whatever. Ledecky, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, uh, I'm gonna say like even Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird. That's like what five medals? Yeah, they got five. five. Of them. Yeah, five. <laughs> and I think probably she gonna try to get the sixth one. You think so, so she can be by herself. Yeah. Like what, 42? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. I could definitely see that just, happening. Yeah, so with that one and then also uh, and then Alice Allison Felix. Yeah. Nike was on the bullshit and she yeah. still got Yeah, yeah. She still And I'm like, well she what what but she gotta be what, 34, 36? She up there. Yeah, she mid thirties. Yeah. I'm like, once you get thirty, you should, you out of track and field. But uh-huh. it's like just seeing her still out here uh killing it. Yeah, because what she get a bronze and then uh, she got to end up getting the gold the gold in a four by four hundred. Yep. Yeah, yeah, been killing it, killing it. Yeah, the women really just been holding down, you know, as far as uh, the medals and things of that sort. Uh, it's just and then been... all you can't forget the uh, the wrestler, wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, the black sister. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you had the girl yeah. with the shot put that got cut off by MC because she was charging. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's killing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They cut her ass off smooth too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got her out the paint, but she still did her thing, though. She still was doing it. Yeah, it was it was just amazing to see, you know, just so much uh, just uh, female excellence just going on, black female excellence going on also. And, um, you know, with that Alex and uh, the Felix thing, Alex and Felix thing with Nike, it was just like, 
I thought that was a whole ass move by them because they 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 be so inclusive and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, because it was crazy. They wanted her to do the, like the pregnancy thing in the midst of a contract negotiation yeah. where they wasn't trying to pay her or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, that was crazy. Yeah, that that was wild. But to see her just bounce back like this and come back with her own brand and then you know to get a bronze and get a gold like. And then now she's uh, more decorated than uh, old boy Carl Lewis. So yeah, 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 that's just dope to see. Just amazing, amazing. But I really wish that Kanye album would have dropped. But I mean, it is what it is. I get it. You get a whole verse. You're like, oh shit. You know, I gotta redo some shit. You know yeah, what I'm cause saying? like even with the uh, what I heard when he was at uh, was the Mercedes Benz yeah, Stadium in Atlanta. Stadium. Yeah, I was like, I liked it. It was maybe one song I didn't care for, but uh-huh. I was like. Even though he on his little Christian rap stuff, yeah, he cussing a little bit too. Though. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, this is, this is the kind of the transition again that I want to see. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, I, I kind of, re- I still hope, even though I'm like a huge Jay fan, I'm like, mm-hmm. I hope he break that Grammy record. Yeah. And I feel like he's on, he's on pace, like he's motivated to do it again. Right. Because I right. thought when he got what, to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, he was mm-hmm. gonna break. Uh, I think who had it at the time, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Did yeah. Beyonce break it already? Oh, I think she did. Yeah. I think she and did. I was like, Kanye gonna get this. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like all this other stuff happened. But it's just like, I'm, it's, I'm glad to see him back loving music. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see that. And it's good for uh, it's good for the culture. You know what I'm saying? I know so many people were online just kind of pissed about, you know, the whole comments that he was making about slavery was a choice and, you know, shit like that. But it's that. like, he was talking to some woke folks on the internet, because they yeah. be saying the same. Yeah, yeah. Man, he, if he, that he, was me, they would have had to kill me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it was just him showing his ignorance, because there were so many, you know, slave revolts that yeah. did happen, but... And they but, asked me, he like, yeah. well, I know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He, he didn't know shit about that, you know what I'm saying? But that just showed his, his, his ignorance right then and there. But, I mean, we still, we I mean, we say some dumb shit, but, you know, a lot of times uh, celebrities are loud and wrong. Yeah, you it's know polarized when they do it. Yeah, it is, it is. It's magnified to the, you know, the 10th degree or whatever. But, you know, shout out to the ladies for doing their thing in the Olympics. Um, but it was just weird watching the Olympics and not seeing people. that many people in the stadium. You know what I'm saying? It's just like... Yeah, like it just felt like people were just kind of going through the motions, like it was an exhibition. But I mean, it is what it is. It's, yeah, yeah, it was also good to see Simone Biles actually go for the end, get yeah. a bronze medal, uh-huh. and then just like graciously bow out. Yeah, yeah. And it was like did it on her. I hope she did it on her own, own terms. Yeah, yeah. And I hope whatever she was going through, she went. She she'll get through it. Yeah, you know like. What I'm when they were talking about twisties, I didn't, I didn't know what that. I looked it up, and I'm like, you don't know where you at. I understand why you're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, You want exactly. a hard-ass surfing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, it's just important for people to, you know, to really take care of themselves and their mental health, even if you are on that biggest, on the biggest stage in the world, you know. So, I mean... I know there were some people that was kind of critical about, you know, her stepping down from a few events, but it was just like, shit, if you ain't feeling it, you ain't feeling yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm you know like... Why jeopardize your team, you know? Yeah, you get paralyzed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You get hurt yourself also. Yeah, I'm like, there's people knocking her mental health. It's like some of the same people that got nervous and started sweating. Yeah. You had to go to the bathroom and teach you to read. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was like one of the tennis players was... Uh, Naomi? Uh, no, not her, uh, but the, the white boy, uh, 
Oh, he threw the little uh, yeah. temper tantrum. Yeah, yeah. Broke the racket and quit. Yeah, he threw a whole temper tantrum, but he had all this shit to say about Simone before that match. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. had all this shit to say about her, and I was a privilege to feel pressure and shit. And this motherfucker cracked, you know, throwing a whole ass hissy fit, and, you know, and breaking rackets and shit. It's just. You know, it's one of those things where you do need to just take care of yourself. You really do. You know, if it, if it hits you, it hits you. You know what I'm saying? You got to you know when to step down and just be like, yo, I need a fucking moment. You know, right. there's nothing wrong with that. There's no judgment on, on my end or anybody else's end. Like, when you got to take care of you, you have to fucking take care of you. And most people are understanding of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So it is what it is. But um, let's move on to uh, health over wealth. You know what I say. Without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So I'm going to ask you, black man, how do you maneuver in this age with so much anti-black misandry online? <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, I was watching a thing with uh, the brother, Dr. Curry, and uh, he was talking about, it was on some sister's platform, and I can't think of her name for the life of me, but she was doing a Zoom interview with him, and she brought up the fact that you will not see another group talking about, like, white men are trash or Latin men are trash, and you're just seeing this influx of anti-black misandry on, online. Like, you don't see it out in the streets. Like, it never transfers no, out in the streets, which is a good thing, but online, it's just like, I just kind of think of it like, what if I was a teenager? You know what I'm saying? Seeing this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, how would that impact me? But I'm going to ask you, you know, how do you maneuver in this age? Yeah, before I answer, like, I, always, yeah. like, I always tell people, especially like, uh, like my younger fraternity brothers, mm -hmm. like, you know, like in a mentor state, I'm like, it will always be a space online to call black men broke, dusty, yeah. and ashy. Mm -hmm. And talk about them until the world ends. Yeah. And it's like, the only time you're really going to matter online mm -hmm. when it's time to vote. Yeah. And then they want to come saddle you. Come on, black man. Exactly. Come on, black man. Exactly. Or they want to use you when you when you die by like uh -huh. a racist. Uh huh. Or you die by the police, and then they're gonna they're gonna basically politicize you for their own ingo. Cause yeah. it, it was just like, cause I think we're on the anniversary of Michael. I think it was, it was yesterday. Yeah, Seven yesterday. Year. Yeah. And it was just like how they turned his death, him and Trayvon's death, into mm -hmm. some whole other shit. Yeah, they ain't got yeah. nothing to do with them anymore. Yeah, but yep. like online, it's just like sometimes you just gotta log off, and sometimes yeah. you really gotta understand what your lot in life. I like I tell people all the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that that talk about black men, they X Y Z, they broke. Cause I'm like <laughs> most, even when you look at the stats, yeah, <laughs> with black men, black women, nah. most of us is broke. Yeah, yeah. So it's true. like, yeah. hell, you gonna tell me you yeah. broke? Yeah, you are. You ashy and you dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> arguing on the plantation. <laughs> but right? the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But like, it was crazy. I was having a conversation with somebody, and it's uh -huh. just like I know he's like the that quintessential topic where you just hate him. Uh -huh. I was talking about Kevin. We was talking about Kevin Samuels. Okay. And I yeah. was just like, he gave black men that battery pack. Like, yeah. no, you gonna call me broke? Yeah. The average black man would make $43,000 a year. Yeah. What size <laughs> dress you wear? <laughs> you got grown men on the internet asking yeah. women to write themselves. Yeah. Uh, what size dress they wear. Yeah. And it is just like, he gave black men rather grin to talk back. And I'm like, yeah. I just sit back in the cut and I'm like, 
the gender wars, it's entertaining now. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like it's not one-sided no more. It, 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 it's not. He didn't, he didn't came in and just kind of changed the game. But it's one of them things where you just like, man, like like you said, like, I just be sitting there. I be looking. I'm like, God damn. He's like, you going to let her home. say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she just said that about you? Like, damn. And then, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things, though, where it's just like, are we going to have to worry about the generation coming up under us? You know what I'm saying? The internet generation. Yeah, the internet generation. Like, yeah, it's going to have a bunch of black men depressed yeah. and feel like they unwanted. Exactly. But it's like, exactly. like I was telling, like I was, I remember I was telling the chick uh, a couple weeks ago, I was yeah. like, with black, as much as hate black men get, especially online. Yeah. Life gets so much better after you hit 30. Yeah, You yeah, start making yeah. a lot more. Uh-huh, exactly. And my thing is, like, if you make decent income, yeah. you ain't got really a hard record that's yeah. restricting you from doing a lot of things, Yeah, you got a whole lot more access to things that you didn't have when you was 20, 21, exactly. 22. Exactly. I remember I had to tell, like, a young dude, I'm like, he was, you know, he was complaining about, they always dogging us online. Uh-huh. They, all, they won't, they always, you know, how, you know, you got the black dudes that went to school. Yeah. They, they only want the thugs or Dude, that make yeah, yeah, some money. I'm like, dude, let these 20, 21, 22 year old girls have their fun. Exactly. Because exactly. when you 30, 35, yeah. you're yeah. going to be getting them same chicks that used to dog you. That's exactly. an age. Exactly. Mid 20s. Exactly. And then the uh, 22 year old brother's going to hate you. Exactly. Your time going to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it gets so patient. much better for us when we get older. Exactly. And I remember when. I was doing Why trash. Like that? Yeah, when I was doing trash and I was on the verge of turning 30 and I remember uh, a couple of the older guys was telling me, it was like, great thing about being in your 30s and 40s is the money catches up with your looks and you're mature <laughs> enough, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're mature enough to, you know, handle your money correctly and make the right decisions, but, you know, you're young enough to still out here to be pulling fly ladies and yep. shit like that and doing fly shit with them. So don't ever, you know, dread turning, you know, because I was like 28, 29, you know, creeping up on my 30s. And I'm just like, God damn, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it, 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 it is true, you know what I'm saying? The money matches up, you know, you still you still look young, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Black don't really be cracking like that. And as long as, as long as you ain't no crackhead or no shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Or hitting that bottle hard or hitting them Newport shorts, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sucking a damn crack at the end of the day. You know, you all right out in these streets, but... I don't know. I just see the there's just always some kind of thread about a black man being trash, and it's just like no, it, black men aren't trash. The black man you was dealing with. That's the trash. black man you can obtain is yeah, trash. Exactly. Because it's exactly. like yeah, it's like true. especially like you know a black man on like if you know black men on every level. Yeah. You kind of yeah. know what they like and what they want and how they maneuver, and it's exactly. like I'm looking at you. Yeah. You don't even know where to go meet some of these black men. At. You don't right. have like the access to get like high quality dudes that you want. Right. So you got to live through Sierra or something like that. That's why I ain't even knocking Russell. <laughs> right. Like right. Right. he made her change her shit up. Exactly. Because like if this exactly. was the Sierra that was with Future, she wouldn't get a Russell. No. No. He exactly. made her switch it up. Right. 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 And that's and that's what a good dude would do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just he made her step her shit up. You know what I'm saying? Now they're they're like goals because when she was with that nigga Future, she just was looking. Dusty, though. you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? It was just like she always looked high, and it was just like, God damn, damn. you are better than that. Mother got her going to church yeah. and stuff. Exactly, got her crazy praying Christ. three times a day. Right, right. Yeah, you got they up in here with Italy and stuff, exactly. rocking the uh, exactly, doing a Chicago two step out in fucking Rome and stuff. You're like, oh, that's some fly shit. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. 
but I, you know, I, I don't want this online shit to transfer to real life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think it does though because you have a lot of people, especially you see these young people, their mm-hmm. whole life is on the internet. Yeah, that's they true. watch that's true. how they get access to their music. It's on yeah. the internet. Yeah, how they watch movies is on the internet, and it's like you're online. The only way you communicate people is on the internet. Yeah. So it's like when you see you're being uh, degraded every single day, it's like, damn, I'm really yeah. this bad. Exactly. And then yeah. you get like some of the like I'm gonna call them simps type mm-hmm. dudes. It's like. Mm-hmm. They trying to sell themselves. Like, I'm not like this. I'm like, I'll exactly. do better. Yeah. Let me uh, heal myself. Yeah. Teach me how to be better. And it's like, exactly. dude, you're, you're you the fucking prize, yeah, dude. You're, yeah, yeah, you're a male pick me. You're yeah. Like, like, what the and it be the worst one. Yeah, yeah. And then what's even crazier, you have those uh, those guys pretending to be good dudes. You know what I'm saying? You see that a lot on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. They pretend <laughs> to be good dudes, then they get exposed for some shit. You like, but it'd be crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to hate on no brother. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'll be hanging with you. You ain't like this. <laughs> right, exactly. Man, exactly. what tripped me out is like when I started like hanging with some of my mentors, they like, you know, 50, uh-huh. some of them 60, late yeah. 40s. Yeah. And you start hearing the stuff they talk about, and I'm like, yeah. You a fucking creep. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you a nigga for real. You just yeah. dressed it up right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. Like I had, I, had a, I swear to God, I had a mentor last week. We were uh, talking. I ain't gonna say where I was talking to him. Yeah. Make sure y'all know who he is. But yeah. he was talking about on his lunch break, he goes to the bakers at a certain time because that's when the women be coming up. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you 40 something. You like 50 something years old. Yeah. Trying to uh, parking lot him in a baker. Man. <laughs> Man, be out here creeping, boy. You'll be, be in the beaver creeping, trying man. to park a lot pill. Man, it is what it is. I, I ain't mad at OG, though. Man, you got to get it how you live, though. You got to get it how you live, Yeah, though. remind me of the old dude, Ron. Yeah. Man, rest in peace, though. Rest in peace, Ron. Old creep. Oh, man, that nigga was a creep. So we used to work with this old nigga named Ron, man. This old white dude. And uh, he used to run the photo department. And this nigga was smooth as velvet, though. Like, with the speech and shit, he was all charming. Sweet old man this nigga had uh man he ran the photo department this nigga had a whole stash of like internet porn and like he would make duplicate like uh was photos yeah women in swimsuits and shit nigga was an old creep though man i remember that, that nigga quit before they fired his ass <laughs> I remember one day uh we, i'm just standing there talking around woman yeah. woman walked he was like man Years younger, I bent her over ass back because of my dick straight in. And I said, What the <laughs> Right, this nigga was old as fuck, though. Dude, had like a little hair. swerve, white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, he was old as shit, though. But man, he be smooth talking these ladies and shit. They making you a sweet old man. This nigga was an old pervert, though, man. That nigga was old and nasty with it, man. I, I do not want to be like that, my nigga. Like, I've been with an old girl uh, caught his shit. And yeah. it's just, that. I'm like, yeah, what? yeah. I, I, and I, you know, we had a meeting and, and we we thumbed through some of those videos because I was a team lead at the time. And I was like, hey, y'all, this nigga, they gonna get this nigga out the paint, nigga, because he was making duplicates of people's uh, photos and shit of them on vacation and shit, like in bikinis and shit. Then the nigga was printing out internet porn. I'm like, nigga, we all got smartphones, nigga. Like, why are you printing this shit out though, nigga? Like, I know you old, but damn, you slow too. Like, nigga, like, what does that man tell you? Yeah, you a CEO. Exactly. Man, that shit was crazy, though. But, I mean, maneuvering in this day and age, I think it's important to have a, a sense of reality. Yeah. You know what you I'm saying? You got to have, like, the older dudes that's able to talk yeah. to you. Because it's yeah. like, 
you have young dudes listening to women their age online that just took an intro level course at a college exactly. telling them how men need to behave. Exactly. Do it don't work exactly. like that. It's not reality. Exactly. And I'm not telling you out here like uh, grabbing on women's by that pussy and titties no. and nothing like that, but like Stop listening to these women on the internet. They going to get your ass fucked right. up. Right. Because it's a reason why they yeah, single still, too. Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, 99% of the time, they complaining about some dusty nigga in their life, but it's projection. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's always, you know, generalization because, you know, they're picking wrong or they've been done wrong. But it's just like, you know, just step it up. Step your fucking game up. But, I mean, shit. It is what it is. Um, let's see what else we got. You got anything else you want to add to the show, or? I think that's about that's it. I think it? we covered everything. All right, cool. I would just say, I would just say, like, support your local rappers. Yeah, there we and go. I'm, I'm always say the best rappers in the city right now. I mean, I say the hottest in the city are under 25. Yeah. And I, w- I just kind of wish, like, some of the older guys that were my age and older, yeah. had the same access that some of these kids had. Cause we had a lot of talent that could have blew up. They had the internet. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, support your local rappers. Nice, nice. All right, and then one more time, let people know where they can uh, purchase your book. Yeah. You can purchase my book, Views of the Church from the Liquor Store, at Amazon.com. Nice. 15 bucks for you. Nice, nice. All right, it's always been a pleasure, and uh, we won't do this in another five years. It'll be sooner than that. All right? Most definitely. All right, so much love and respect. Thank you for listening to episode 188 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes, and I will see y'all next week. All right, one.